Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. WaveKey was created by Brad Gerlach to help improve your surfing. WaveKey is a land-based systematic surf training method. For all surfers, for all levels. Check out wavekey.com. That's W-A-V-E-K-I.com. Pada Sushi, a new sushi place here at the Albertsons in Newland Center. Your go-to spot for grab-and-go sushi, handmade, fresh daily. You can get all your favorites or get something custom. And make sure to stop by on Fridays for the $5 special. Pada Sushi. At Albertsons in the Newland Center off of Beach and Adams. Foo Wax, the wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean late night? Always under my feet. And Chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, whoa, whoa, we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Foo Wax, the best wax in the game. Foo Wax. Bonsai balls. They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck. They also get their honey from a, and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn. They've got seven locations and download the Bonsai Bowl app to skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl, healthy, delicious. Caliente Southwest Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads, vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com. Or go to the restaurant in Costa Mesa off of 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it, I've had it. It's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing, only 100 calories, all organic, no sugar, also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland Hard Seltzer. There is a saying that you don't stop playing when you grow old, but rather you grow old when you stop playing. Iconic Life is an adventure-driven company that seeks to embrace life to the fullest and to never stop playing. Check out their natural hemp CBD products that help those that believe in that philosophy. Check out Iconic.com. Spelled I-K-A-N-I-K. Again, Iconic.com. Or on their Instagram at Iconic Life. Also supported by Octopus, the massive corporate juggernaut. Octopus, making stuff for people who actually surf. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. We are at Taylor T-Bone T-Knox. 
Take two. Take two. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, we got we had to get we, we got ran off the last time. No, just yeah. kidding. But um, family. We just got Duty too many calls. good things to you know to cover, and uh, we didn't finish on the first episode. So yeah. here's two. Yeah, we uh, the last episode we left off with you finishing Ark. That's right. We were um, we were talking about how the budget, you know, what it was to make that movie and everything. I think our budget was thirty five thousand to that was paying the filmer, buying film, uh, traveling. That was you know that was our budget for everything. Yeah. So yeah, it was. Uh, it was really walking the fine line, but at the same time, I was just so stoked that someone backed me to do it. You yeah, know? that's like, epic. Yeah. And it's killer because at that point in time, your career was, I mean, it was probably one at the highest point, right? As far as like notoriety and your, you were in your prime, right? I was, yeah, I, th- I would say, yeah, I was, I was pretty... Pretty much in a good spot. Not that you're not in your prime anymore, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it was. I was in a good spot for sure. You know, like with the with the tour results and um, obviously rebounding after the whole. It's funny to say the rebound after the whole big wave thing, but it was that kind of shook my whole world. You know, yeah, like yeah. and everyone thought it would it was all good and everything that came from it was good, but it you know it really kind of shook me in a way that I wasn't ready for. You know, it kind of threw me in a a different kind of notoriety i up, up until that point my career would just seem to be building gradually mm-hmm. and then like that just went bam yeah, yeah that took me to a place where i got to glimpse what someone like you know kelly would you know there was everywhere i went everyone wanted to talk about the big wave thing yeah. every country i went to every contest i did you know i was like Fuck, i don't want to talk about it anymore like I, i'm just a tour surfer that went out there and yeah. you know i've been doing this at totos for 15 years before that even happened. Yeah. Not, not, I'm not saying that I was catching waves. You, you weren't doing day. it for the, for that reason of notoriety. You were doing it because like, this yeah. is what you were doing with your friends. You were supposed to be out there from what I remember. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, I was just slipstreaming. You know, snips. You snip behind <laughs> snips, you know, like he was just dragging me out there all the time. And I was just like this, you know, guy, this kid that Grom that was hanging on uh, with both hands and stoked to be having this like big wave experience, but I wasn't getting, the pictures from it and I wasn't getting like yeah nobody you know it was just like it was just something that was for a while it was really private for me you know the big wave thing and I loved that like yeah. I I didn't have to live up to any expectations I didn't have to talk about anything you know everybody was talking about the guys like Brock and Snips and Pete Mel which they should have been and that and those guys were top of the the game yeah. and that's what they're known for and that's the you know yeah like, that's what their passion like you talk to those guys and they're ready to hop on a plane, hop on a ski, go anywhere, frothing. Exactly. They won't even sleep. They're ready. Exactly. And my focus was just like to be the best surfer, try to be to win a world title. But and off to the side, this was my like little side work that yeah. I did that was just for me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, my side work became like front and center, and I just wasn't ready for all the press I got. Yeah. You know, it took, it made me like. Uh, uneasy, you know, because you were like, you're going to catch a bigger one next time, and what, what are you doing? In, you know, yeah. and I was like, hold on a minute. Like, it's, this is not why I started doing this. Yeah, you know? it's funny what people project onto you after something like that, right? Like you said, like, the, the next question is, oh, you're going to get a bigger wave after this. You're like, what? No, I, I don't do this. Yeah, well, I just, <laughs> I don't, I just don't. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. 
crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. I don't do it for that reason. Yeah. I do it, but I just don't do it for that reason. Right. But um, yeah, so it really made me like have an appreciation for guys that were way more in the limelight, like I said, like, you know, Kelly, I mean, how much he was getting hounded everywhere he went. I oh, got, yeah. And I was watching this going, wow, man, this is like, everyone thinks this is super, it would be just amazing to be him. But there's so many times where. Be careful what you wish for. You know, he <laughs> yeah. was just like, dude, I just want to sit down and have a meal without being interrupted by, yeah. you know, 50 fans or yeah. like being chased. You know, so I was kind of like, I didn't never get to that point. But I was, I got the glimpse at it and I was like, wow, this is, there's a. A lot of commitment and yeah. a lot of sacrifice you got to make. To... And the show's not about Kelly. Yeah. No, but, but, but he is involved in. But every I want to. Yeah, I want to kind of talk about. He's been doing it for fucking 20, 30 fucking years. I know. Where years. he's still the <laughs> focal he's point of the sport. Yeah. You know what I mean? To this fucking day. Yeah, I, th I think know? he he definitely he is still like. I mean, you would call him the Tom Brady, right? Yeah. You know, uh, if you're you can, an analogy of yeah. uh, football, and um, and he earned it. Uh, it's it's really great to see that guys like Mick came along and, and really handled being a champion so eloquently yeah. and so he was so committed and he had time for pretty much anyone during the day. Like he great with kids, just yeah. It, it was accessible, it was, communicative, yeah. positive. Yeah. Like you could just check every box of what, how a champ, world champion should be. Right. Yeah. And, and now we're getting these. Like we're getting like Idilo, which is a, a different kind of personality, which is still incredible for surfing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Oh. they're all they're they're different. They're champions, but now they're they're diversifying and learning. They learned a lot, I think, from watching yeah. champions in the past of so what not to do yeah. and what to do. Yeah. And it's really cool to see like. John John, you know what I mean? Oh. Like it's so easy to root for these guys because they're just great human beings. Yeah. And that's that's at the core the most important, you know? Like yeah. a title's a title, but if you're not putting positive vibes out there and encouraging and being, you know, respectful and helping and grooming that next generation, yeah, what's Yeah. Yeah, you're blowing it. You want the Han Solo to win, not the Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's always going to be Darth those, Vader. like, this small group of people that want Darth Vader, right? Yeah. You know, they're like, yeah. for whatever reason. But Han Solo is always going to have more fans. Yeah. yeah. You know? Luke. <laughs> Which one's Kelly? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Uh, what well, the show's right. not about. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, so Ark comes out, um, an incredible fucking movie, right? Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, I it don't must know. It felt, felt pretty fucking good after you watched it yourself and you're like, wow, I'm pretty proud of this. This is. I was nervous, yeah. you know, like I was really nervous because once you're finished with it and you've been watching it, the editing process so many times, and I can understand now how like Taylor Steele and some of these guys must feel after finishing a movie. They probably don't even want to look at it. You no. know what I mean? Like at the premiere, I remember just being so nervous. Like I just wanted to run out of the building just because I didn't want to yeah. even know. Everyone's here for all this. Eyes yeah. <laughs> yeah, all, all eyes, eyes on me. Yeah, all eyes on me. It was so. It was so much easier going to when the Taylor Steele's premieres were like you know campaign or something where. Yeah. The focus is a group, you know, like I was just a small part of the group. So it was all, if they hated me, that was cool. It was a small, it was going to be only a little bit of booze and not, you know, the whole whole thing. It's one thing to be first part or last part, but to be the whole part. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, geez, right? Like you're like, fuck, like hopefully I don't let anybody down and no one walks out. Exactly. In music choice and all that. And it was really cool that we... We somehow like pulled it off and, and uh, like all these stories about going to Cabo and, you know, that whole section was filmed in, in one day, you know, like just Sorry. one section, yeah. you know, because and those are the kind of stories I think that that are even better that make the movie better when you hear how it was made and what people went through to get that, you know, yeah. that section. Yeah. And I remember like Josh, I think Josh Landon maybe filmed. Kelly's part in one of the, uh, a lot of his waves in campaign where they went and surfed Barra. Yeah. You know, and like before the road actually went down to the beach, they were, there was this big lagoon there and they used car- they had to carry all their equipment on their head and chest deep water to get to the beach and stuff. And like, those are the things that people don't know, yeah. you know, yeah. like what it took to get there. And yeah. I mean, I don't need to tell late night here. He's, he, no, we have, he's been chest deep in water a lot. Hey, hey, late night, can you go carry the camera equipment so that like a team can get their footage? I got you. I got you, bro. Late night, the gopher. Yeah, the, the go best. For this, go the, for that. The best was macaroni. Is one on like a good sized swell, and you're going through the you know the backside across the island with your tennis shoes on. Like, yeah. Yeah, not, not killer. I'm and you got your all your hands are full, and mosquitoes are just eating the shit out of you. And you're like, I just want to freaking slap this mosquito yeah. on my forehead, but my hands are full. I'm just getting chowed right here. Uh, yeah, stuff. pretty funny. But yeah, I mean the back the backstories of you know what you see. You know, you, you look at the finished product. You know, and yeah, when time passes and you start hearing those backstories and people go back and rewatch it, you know, it gives them a you know a little bit more depth of what really went on. Yeah, like that movie is sick, and I'm stoked that people like it to this day. Like, I'm still getting you know some people reaching out to me, and I'm, you know, I'm just honored to you know have someone like Connor Kaufman or something say, "Hey, man, we're watching, we're in Australia watching Ark or something." I'm like, really? I'm like, you guys still watch that movie? Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. I mean, that surfing never goes out of style. That's what I was just gonna say. Like, like you know, like... power, speed, flow, and and technique. I mean, that's. I mean, I, you. you Throwing yeah. in air reverses these days and flips and whatever else they're doing, but everybody's the fundamentals are still there. Yeah, know? I think that's just because I, I idolized Aki and Curran growing up, and it was like, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of aerials going on. Martin Potter was doing some, um, Davy Smith was doing some really futuristic stuff in oh Santa gosh. Barbara yeah. Yeah. up in, in the early 80s, I remember. And, I, you know, for me, I just didn't even understand it. But when I watched yeah. Tom or Aki, I was like, I understand that. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't understand it yet, but at least I have, I, 
what I'm looking at, I think it is, is like an obtainable goal. Yeah. And I think for most people, like the relationship with my surfing is that like, I'm just, I might, you may say I'm doing like some basic stuff, but I'm just trying to get really good at the basics, yeah. Yeah. you know, which is not, and don't misconstrue basics as like easy, you know, yeah. like, you know, like mastering the, you know, the bottom turn properly to come yeah. up to the top, what carve, Versus, you know, like you got a lot of options on waves and, and it's just, it takes time and experience and technique and commitment. and Yeah. You know, like, and then style too, you yeah. know, and that's one of the things that like I always wished for our sport somehow to recognize the word style yeah. and how to judge it and how to give it. It's hard to give it a number, right? You know, like you got to. It's impossible. You, because everyone it's subjective has their and, own opinion on what good style is. Yeah. Right. But you could look at, like, let's say, a Luke Egan or a Tom Kern or a Aki. They're all so different. But they all have good styles. They all have and great And you can appreciate styles. them all and hold them up to a high level. But yeah. you might identify with one particular style, which yeah. is what makes it super unique, you know? Right. Yeah. Even if you don't maybe say, like, a certain guy's style, you go... It's kind of like, for me, it's like music. I used to be a pretty rich, like, I like my type of music. I'm into, you know, Led Zeppelin and Pearl Jam and rock yeah. and roll and like, and Johnny Cash. And that's my thing, right? Yeah. And then, and then someone was like, you know, even though you don't like this music, you just need to recognize their talent. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even that's though a I, fair thing. That's yeah. That's a fair thing to ask for, right? Like to see someone's point, like, that's easy, right? Yeah. Like that makes it easy. Right. Appreciate like, the talent, not the style. Not the sound, but the or the person's personality have. in or off or out of the water or yeah. whatever. You know, like you're looking at strictly art. You know, yeah. and then certain. You know, a lot of people have a, a problem with, or not a problem, but they they also bring in the personality. You know, going back to world champ. You know how you conduct yourself, and you know some people get might be a ripper, but might be a kook, and you know like yeah. I don't. You know, so you got you get the surfing side, and then you got the personality side, and and yeah. that it's sometimes all your personality kind of ruins what they put out right yeah, like, for sure for just sure. like fuck that guy ripped it he's such a dick I don't <laughs> yeah. know you know what I mean hey we wait <laughs> 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 nice point at me <laughs> you know like that that happens and it happens a lot and it'll continue to happen right yeah but, I mean that's just people I mean that you can't control that but I mean yeah. just going back to but surfing to be, but the guys like okay you Taylor Knox will go down as one, I think we probably said it already, yeah. is one of the most recognizable style, power, I mean, you're synonymous to style and power. Yeah. Right? There's very few people in the history of our culture of surfing. Like, and, and that's not like anything new. And we're, we're, yeah. We're not saying, you know, we're not just, like of course we're hyping you up, but no. We're hyping <laughs> it's, you up. It's, but like, it, it's like true. Your surfing like, is, you know. is, is, like you said, current. Uh, Aki, I mean, Richard Cram. Yeah. Richard Cram was a, actually a big influence on my surfing. Yeah. Right. You know, because yeah. I watched performers as a kid. And you see that in your surfing. Yeah. You know, so, but you've, you've, you've taken uh, cues from other legends, but Knox is known for his own. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's fucking. And I also like growing up, I, I guess I just actually thought of this right now as we sit here, but like. When I was growing up and I was young, there was obviously those guys on tour like Aki, Carol, you know, Kern and that generation. I yeah. felt like like Aki was so powerful. Yeah. So was Tom Carroll. 
Kern was powerful and the most stylish surfer to walk the planet. Yeah. But I, I felt like there was still something missing on the American side as far as that Aki power, kind of like yeah. Carol power, like flair. Th- that just rawness, like, and that's, and I was like, how do I combinate, combinate like yeah. the Aki raw power, Carol power, that, that power into a little bit more of the stylish Kern side? You know, I was yeah. trying to blend. You know, I was it's trying funny to you mention that because I see what you're talking about. You yeah. know, like I, I understand what you're saying because you came up with it. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, that's your style, you know. Well, you, that was my like I and, and I guess back then I was a little bit. I mean, I was patriotic too, you know. And I was like, looking, sure. I was like, wait a minute, we don't we don't have that on our side. We we need that on our side. We yeah. need one of those over here. Yeah. Like, and that's that's kind of where I was sitting i was like yeah yeah you know i don't think i was ever gonna be um i didn't gravitate towards the airs i wish i would have <laughs> but um i just like i said I, my my lineage was like t- performers tom kern richard cram i don't even know like there was other guys in performers but i didn't watch any of those sections <laughs> i did i literally didn't i was like i'd watch richard cram and rewind and watch richard cram and rewind and that's you almost you almost had john gothard in there I yeah. know. And performers. Really? <laughs> yeah. I know Elko was in there, and I remember Marvin Foster was in there, and a was rabbit Boothie was in, in there. One? I think Boothie was in performers too. Okay. Was but Bryce th- Ellis? Was it Bryce Ellis that was in there? I too? think he might have yeah. been, yeah. But then, I don't know if there was this really short film that came out, and it was called Tom Carroll Short Form. See if you can find it. Do you remember that? I kind of do. And it was basically arc before there was ever arc. It, it was. A signature little film huh. on Tom Carroll, just surfing around his home, like yeah. Newport and all that. And he was actually Michael Hutchinson, the lead singer yeah. of NXS. He yeah. was in the in it with him, like hanging out with Tom on the beach. I gotta find that. That's yeah, sick. I'm gonna find that for sure. It, it's it was only like eight minutes long, and it was like I remember coming across it, and it never really got too much play or press. You know, in the, in the day, it was like you'd hear about Free Ride and you'd hear about all the big movies that came to theaters. I don't think yeah. this one ever Made ever came theater. around in theaters. It was yeah. something Quicksilver did as just a short little thing on Tom. And I loved seeing like him hanging out, like surfing his home shitty, well, not shitty, but like his yeah, home yeah. little whatever ways at Newport. And then, you know, seeing the lead singer of NXS in there for a minute with Cameo with him was like, yeah. whoa, this is, you know, and, and just the turns he was doing they were so raw and powerful, and, and he was riding these long boards. And his his name's been coming up a lot in some of our conversations, like Tom Carroll. Yeah, and I've like stumbled upon a bunch of videos watching him. It's like holy fucking shit! <laughs> yeah, some man. Yeah, that guy was so wickedly strong. Like the bottom half, oh his yeah, bottom torso. You're because yeah. he doesn't move that much up top, right? Right. And the bottom torso part, you're like, wow, look at the shit he's doing. Yeah, yeah it's a you lot. Know? He's karate chopping <laughs> waves, like, for yeah. sure. Like, yeah. There's yeah. no, there's, he had the flow and the speed and everything, but, like, he, he was murdering, like, Murder. the lip. And, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ever see that uh, footage of him trying to skate with Kelly at a little mini ramp? I think I do remember oh seeing that. Oh, my gosh, dude. That... I was like, get off. Get yeah, off the yeah, ramp. Yeah. In my head, I'm just, like, screaming at him, like, you're going to fuck. Like, it happened years ago, but you're like... Dude, what are you doing? You're gonna end you're your like, life. Yeah. Yeah, and Kelly too. You're like, 
What are you guys doing? Yeah, that would be, be like me on a dirt bike, you know? Like, <laughs> no, don't let him get on there, you know? Like, Taylor, <laughs> do this. Or the did you get into moto pretty heavily? Oh, no, no way. Never. Like, Snips kept trying to get me to do the surf and moto thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot what was, yeah. that was called during the... Realm. Realm X or I don't know. Surf mo- I it don't went know. on. Kalani was. He yeah. said he was kind of killing it in that for sure. And killing it, but it came up with it with whoever. Yeah, yeah. It was. I think Snips. He. I mean, maybe when he was back in the, working at Arnett before he we went to re- start the Realm thing. But I think he started that whole. I remember he was hanging out with a lot of dirt bike guys. Kalani is good in dirt bikes. Yeah. yeah. Sonny was. You know, he yeah. was good too. Yeah. It was like these guys were. But I just knew for me that was just a no-go. <laughs> yeah, I did that event one time. I did was you? like rolling over jumps on the side <laughs> and guys are like literally landing bar to bar going, holy crap, this guy just flew from 50 feet and almost landed on me. And, like, and then I started like just <laughs> going off to the side. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> speaking, then, speaking of moto, uh, we just interviewed this kid, Justin Mulford. You ever heard of him? No, so sorry. <laughs> after we, we do this interview, I'll show you a video clip of him. Pretty nice. Fucking gnarly. Like, gnarly. He's from Huntington. Surf, snowboard, skates. But um, he does skate tricks at skate spots. Like rails and... On a motorcycle. Like stairs. (laughs) What? Yeah. Yeah. In the pool. Like in the pool? No, no, not in the pool. But like like, like street. Yeah. You know how like skateboarders will do a back tail on a fucking stair case? He does that shit. Yeah. With his... Or he goes right down these like... It's just crazy. Yeah. Like skate spots... And and he's he was Nige's filmer for whatever reason. Yeah. What? Yeah. He was Nige's filmer, and Nige and him are like super tight. And I watch this video, and he does this thing at the the Hollywood set. It's like a famous skate spot. Okay. And he he does it and like hits the stairs or the railing. You know, dudes do super technical. Yeah, 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 oh yeah. He does I it love on a motorcycle, watching. right? And all of a sudden, Nige Houston's like, yeah. Like no. running by the crowd, you're like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, this Holy is crazy. He just, I found a, like a new niche of you know inspiring from snowboard and skateboard, like what they're doing. It's like, dude, I could probably hit those things with my motorbike. Yeah, you're like, That's so gnarly. You know yeah. that crazy wall in Huntington on North Side? It's like kind of curved. Yeah, it says it says Huntington Beach. Yeah, whatever. He puts a ramp on the side and like wall rides and stuff. Wall rides and goes down. <laughs> yeah, on his dirt bike. Yeah. yeah. How does he get down there without getting arrested? To Bro, do that? It's, it's crazy. <laughs> um, Anyways, motorcycles not my, our game. Yeah, yeah. Leave that to others. Yeah. Well, that was when we were young. It was crusty demons of dirt. Yeah. yeah. He and, was in that. Yeah. Oh, really? As yeah. Like an eleven year old. As an eight year old. Eight year old. Eight year old. He did skits in that. He's the little kid in Chris, yeah. of two or four. All, or? all of them, I think. Yeah, he's in a bunch of them. No, those guys used but to. But the show's not about Justin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we talked about motorbikes and we did that live, right fresh in the memory. Yeah, that's cool. So, I, yeah, I'm what, down to watch. What happened after Arc? Like, what, what were you still on tour? And yeah, yeah, I was still on tour for another eleven years or ten years, I think. How long was that ride for the for the eighteen tour? years? Uh, 20 years? 20 years. Wow. One year. You gave Slater a run for his money then, huh? Yeah, I had him beat for a couple years because he, <laughs> he, you know, he took off like three years that he had that yeah. little time period. But, um, I, you know, he's not going to leave until every single little tiny <laughs> record, like, you know, he'll be like, I ate more power bars than anyone on tour. Like, you know. <laughs> he's, uh, he's unique. Right? <laughs> oh my God. Um, so, so, 
20 years, you said? Yeah. 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 So I, there was one year that I uh, had to requalify, and that was after the big wave thing. And that I you the, fell off tour. I, I caught that big wave in February. I did the tour that year. I had a bad year. I had some personal stuff going on, like where, um, you know, my 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 girlfriend got pregnant, and we were, we were having my first son. That relationship about a year later didn't work out. Uh, it just threw my 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 head that year. Wasn't. I had a couple, I was like torn in all these different places and I felt kind of lost, you know, like, yeah, it was hard, you know, but yeah. I, it was no one really, I was talking to that much and I was just holding it all inside. Yeah. You know, and it just finally, I, I remember being on tour being like, I, I shouldn't be enjoying this more. Yeah. You know, like I'm on tour. I feel like it's Groundhog Day. I remember sitting in, it was, uh, Japan, Miyazaki. And I'll never forget that trip. The waves were horrible where the contest was, but Sonny and I had this amazing session one afternoon at a, um, a river mouth that will rename, will be unnamed. But um, I remember sitting at the contest one day and it was like two foot and, and crummy. And I just felt like, I, I don't really want to be here right now. You know, like, then what else am I going to do? You know, and I knew right then that my year was going good and it wasn't going to go good because my heart wasn't in it and I had these other issues that I needed to work out. I yeah. figured these are big, bigger issues in the tour. And then I got to the end of the year. I didn't qualify. Hawaii just kind of, it just sputtered out. And I was really frustrated. And I go, you know what? I just need to take a month off and just, just be by myself and just ask myself if I want to do this again. If I'm motivated to keep going, you know, because it already been on tour for, 10 years or something like that. Yeah. And, and, um, and so I did, I started, I kind of that winter just after Hawaii, I read, I was talking to my friend Witt who owns Carlsbad pipelines and, I, and he helped me a lot with, he did some coaching with me when I was in my early in my career. And he was my sponsor when I was like in eighth grade. And I was kind of like, you know, I don't know. Like he's, and he was like, okay, well, if you're going to do this again, you gotta, you gotta be find joy in it. And you got and and actually being back on the QS, it might be fun. It might, you know, being down and seeing all these young guys that are hungry that want to get to where you've already been yeah. and being around them and seeing their energy and seeing how psyched how, and frothy yeah, they are. Yeah, frothy it was. It was, it was really, I mean, people may have looked at that year for me and been like, oh, you know, what a bummer he had to go back and kiss. For me, that was one of my best years of all my 20. Damn. Just getting to hang out with different guys and, and it's talk like, story with them. And and even though I was on the shittier wave tour. Yeah. You know? Way shittier yeah. wave tour. And I should have been more bummed or bitter. And, and I wasn't. I was just like, I was going to places that I'd never been. Like, I'd never done the ECSE. I went there. And, yeah. you know, and all these places that I'd forgotten about or I left behind because the year after I qualified, I didn't do a ton of QSs every year. You know, was, I did some, you know, I do Huntington, of course, and then Hawaii, of course, and yeah. maybe yeah. one or two of here or there. But to that's, be full. That's kind of cool because sometimes you have to take a step back to appreciate to, or reset move or, forward, right? Yeah. Like, you have to look and, and kind of assess like, yeah, what makes me happy? Yeah. You're, you're seeing the all energy these... of the youth invigorates you and you're fucking well yeah i see their fire and that's what i used to have and I ha now i have it again yeah like i see how hard everyone's working to get there and i'm like man like i was there and i wasn't psyched what am i doing wrong the the wrong was just losing the appreciation yeah 
and then I and it came to me in in like mid January. I was like, no, man, I I want to, I'm fired up to go yeah. do the the Margaret River WQS. Like, let's so, go. Like, <laughs> who would have thought the QS went to a CT a few years later? <laughs> so yeah. What, what did you, you know, did you ever consider quitting at that point? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and what were you thinking of what you could do in for a job and for mm, a career? Just be a fireman. Photo surfer? Yeah. Fireman. Yeah, it was just like that was always the backup plan. There was never another. I remember one. you brought that up before. Yeah, that. it was like I was just kinda like, no, I feel like they're they have the Surf, yeah. best job right? at, for being a surfer. Yeah. Yeah. They get time off, they could do trips like how long did you think Quick about trips. that for? <laughs> <laughs> well, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm, you know, back then, if you fell off tour too, your contracts got cut in half for sure. You, or you would just lose sponsors, right? Yeah. So luckily, I was with you know a very cool company that was you know Planet Earth and, and their audio, and they were like, hey, that, man, that was Planet Earth and audio still. Yeah, and they were like, hey, well, we still support you this year, yeah. and I'm like, all right, yeah, just give me a chance. You know, obviously, I'm not gonna. If it takes me longer than a year or. T- or two, I was like, basically a year. Just give me this one year. Yeah. That's all I said. And they were like, cool. They were totally cool with it. That's awesome. But and Taylor was, you know, Taylor Steele was still putting out a movie every year. And, you know, you weren't, you know, falling off the map like some people that are just tour surfers that yeah. never worked on that other aspect of the sport, you know, with magazine yeah. trips and video parts and stuff. Like, yeah. you had, you had, you had a little bit more wiggle room to, you know, still be It's almost be like a, a, a side hustle. Yeah. Your, yeah. Your film career, right. magazine coverage was your side hustle for being a world tour surfer. Right. right? And for some other surfers, the tour was that side hustle versus that they put all the right. time and energy into. Right. But it, yeah. Yeah. And, but it's, it's kind of crazy because, you know, you guys, right. Late night, T-bone, you guys live that life of like being part of that royalty of Taylor Knox videos. Right. Yeah. And getting the, and the videos and the magazine coverage, like you weren't ever on tour. No. <laughs> Chucky, yeah, no. <laughs> you weren't ever I was on, on tour. I was on that shitty tour. Yeah, you were on the shitty way <laughs> tour. But it's like, I don't know what my point is. No, it's you just don't fun have to make fun of you. You're like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, because a lot of people, you know, don't have the talent or the side hustle, the talent for side hustles to keep them in the game is what my point is it's oh. like it's like you you could have you could have been a fireman but because of who you are and what you've done you still made money off surfing you know what i mean and there's certain people that hey that's their last chance right you know right so, yeah it's it was it was it was a thing like <laughs> Being on tour and being like traveling so much with Sonny and Sonny, he didn't work on video parts, you know, he was about the tour. He was about winning. Yeah. 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 And, but, and then being on the other side of traveling with like Benji, Saxon, you, uh, you know, guys that were like the party boys there. Well, they were more, they were more into the video parts. Yeah. You know, they were more interested in getting a good part going. And so I was in this world where I was like, okay, I, yeah, I'm into this world, but I'm also into this world. Yeah. And, I, and sometimes I'd be bouncing back and forth. And yeah. it was a hard balance. Like, I think there were times where, sure, might could have had maybe better results if I would have maybe put the video stuff off to the side a little bit more and, and just not focused on it. But for me, like, what I was learning as I was going along was, like, I really had so much more pride and joy for 
like a great video part because that will last forever. Yeah. Like no one's going to remember me getting third in Lackanau like in 1998. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That, we talked about and, that. And, and, and going back to those video parts, it's, you know, you want to have a, a part to, to compete and prove against your peers. You know, like you said, a contest comes and goes, but like, you know, when you have Rob or Shano or even Kelly or somebody to say, dude, your part was sick that one turn, you know, like that's your validation of like, dude, I'm freaking, you know, yeah. I'm pushing the level of my boys and they're pushing the level of me, you know, wins a win. Hey, you got, a, you got, you got a better wave than me in that 20 minutes or whatever, you know? Right. But in the true, like free surf, like, you know, video kind of segments, it's like, yeah, I think everybody's surfing, you know, you got the tour elevating guys surfing, you know, as a competitive and improving. But the video side of it oh, is yeah. where people really, I think, push your guys. Why the momentum generation was so, so good and yeah. impactful is because you had all these hungry people, all these kids that were just trying to outdo their their friends. Yeah, right. you know. And right. We were talking about like how lucky you guys were at that time when the the culture, the industry, the economy, everything was in sync to like blow up at the same time. Yeah, I mean, if you look like at what the core of surfing, right? It's it comes down whether you are a free surfer or someone that hates contests or you know, it's it the core of it comes down to your performance. Yeah, no matter what what level you're at, I mean, think about it. A guy who just surfs on the weekends, he comes home from a good surf, he comes home happy to his wife, his kid, like he's For stoked, sure. right? So the the. For me growing up, and my gauge was a little bit, like I said, just a little bit to the left of loving to have good parts and videos because I grew up and was so influenced by going to the theater to see the new surf yeah. movie that came out that I would rewind that in my head. I couldn't stop thinking about that movie I watched. So that really was impactful for me. Like, I, I there was a couple contests where I'll never forget that changed my world was like Kern winning the Coldwater Classic yeah. in 1990. Oh, man. Being there in person as a Grom and watching that like had a huge impact. So the core performance part that I'm talking about is like some people perform really, really at their best in a jersey. Yeah. Some people don't, but it really comes back to performance. Yeah. yeah. And what you remember as a surfer growing up and what impacted you. For me, yeah. there was parts of movies that like changed my world. Yeah. And the surfing part was really rad and the competition side was insane because it facilitated me to go on and, you know, have funding to do trips and, yeah. you know, and, and I did like doing good in contests, but I was always, I was always a better free surfer, I felt, yeah. than in a contest. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> we knew that one. <laughs> so, so 20 plus years on tour, right? Yeah. What, what, uh, what, what year, what was the deciding factor to get off? Uh, well, there was, I kind of was thinking about it a couple years before. And at that time I was doing the tour mostly with Mick. I was who I travel with kind of everywhere. I was, I was on Rip Curl. Yeah. Um, and really getting on Rip Curl and being, be able to travel with Matt Griggs and Mick and like Poncho Sullivan was on Rip Curl and on tour at that time. That really re invigorated me you know like i was being pushed More part to, of a, a a solid team and good group of people and and good guys that yeah. i like to be around and hang out with like i, so I was important. i was kind of over 
just being able to look at what someone did and be inspired. I couldn't, you know, I need, it was more about who they were. And, you know, you gotta, there's who you are and there's what you do. Which one is more important? Yeah. And for me, it was like, I don't need, there's plenty of talented jerks. Yeah. And their talent is never going to stop coming. Yeah. You know? For sure. And but then it's who the person is that makes you want to be yeah. around them and hang out with yeah. them. And, and so, you know, my he's one of my closest friends, Mick. He's one of my best friends. And being able to get close with him and even being able to be next to him and watch him do really well, uh, you know, a lot better than me. Instead of me being like, fuck, you know, like, yeah. like I lost, I like, don't do whatever yeah. you're watching and helping him succeed. At the yeah, same time. I was stoked for yeah. the first time in my career. I was like, I was stoked to see him do better than me. Not that he wasn't going to, but I was like, yeah. I could accept it. You know, yeah. like I wasn't jealous or I wouldn't feel like, why not me? Or, yeah. you know, it was just really cool to at the end. Yes. And that probably kept me on tour for another two years. You know, yeah. but at, you know, at the yeah. time I was like, I told him, I was like, dude, I gotta, you know, you're really the only reason I'm staying on tour yeah. because I enjoy it with you. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I trip out on what you were just saying. I, I was thinking about, okay, why Mick, you know, why Parco? Sure. They fucking rip. Right. But they're world champions. Right. And that's something that you don't have checked off. Right. Right. But you absolutely have the talent to have that box checked off, but you didn't. You know what I mean? And it's not to no, no, run you it's out, true. but it's just like, it's crazy you what at, has to happen huh? for somebody to reach the top and carry the trophy. <laughs> yeah. We also had the bald-headed freak in our generation. <laughs> yeah, for and sure. He wasn't letting anybody else win. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, but, it's so crazy. Like, but Aki. I don't think, and again, it's like, I think that's a personal, you know, accolation that obviously any, every surfer wants. that wants that, yeah. yeah, that is serious about it wants. But at the end of the day, it's it's everything that you know circumference that person yeah. as his body of work, you know. And I right. think if anybody says like, "Oh, Taylor Knox isn't world champion," like fucking nobody cares. Yeah, they know. You know, that the only guy person one... that really cares about it is Taylor Knox. Yeah, you, you know, know? Like, and you're I doubt the only he... person that really cares that you didn't achieve that goal. Yeah, but oh my god, like you're like one of the greatest fucking surfers of all time. Yeah. and it's it's weird that you and I couldn't. And I think not just you, right? but but other great other, surfers. Other great surfers. You're, you're always rooting for them. And again, you know, you being American, and I was always like Team USA, and yeah. I always wanted my friends, but I also want Americans to rise yeah. to the top. And, you know, you look at guys that like, you know, Gerlach back in the day, Rob. I mean, Rob should have had, you know, multiple, multiple you know. Yeah. Shane. Like, yeah, Shane or, or... Shane, no, Haran. Oh, Shane Haran. Uh, for, Taj Bro. Taj Bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. And, and, and it's like, you know, you... You look at these guys and man, I mean, icing on the cake would, you know, have that. But at the end of the day, like, they're still. But you're who laughing they are. harder than all those other guys. Yeah. <laughs> what, we're going to get that. to that. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So, so, two, okay, you started riding for Rip Curl. You're basically doing the tour to kind of support. Mick or just be around well no I mean I, I was definitely like Trying. I wanted to get good results and yeah. I was and now at that point it became like you know I was the oldest surfer on tour and I got that everywhere right like, how does it feel to be the oldest surfer on tour? how does it feel yeah. to be the oldest surfer on tour like fucking great and at bitches. first I was like god <laughs> can you guys stop focusing on that yeah. like you know what I mean like and then it and then I was like you know what 
this is actually cool. Like, you know, like obviously, you know, there's the bald headed freak, but like I'm a different kind of surfer and, and for my age, now I can just start seeing where I can push my body at my age. Like, and that's, that'll be my new like goal or my new motivation or inspiration will be just not so much like how am I doing against like the 23 year old on tour. I'm obviously not going to be doing air reverses and, you know, doing all this stuff that they're right. doing, but like, Hey, for where I'm at and what I've done in my, in my age, let's just be the best of my age. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of how stay healthy and continue. And to that's live just the where dream. I'm at today too. Yeah. I'm at the same place. Like I'm going to be 50 in two months and let's just see what 50 year olds can surf like. Yeah. You know, that's kind of where I'm at now. Yeah. So, so when did you get off tour? How old were you? 2012 so not very good with math <laughs> so 2012 <laughs> is when you left yeah okay. that's the last year last year and i did it when did you come up, up with um the arc method that came up uh well zach boone called me um i don't know if you guys know zach but he's been around he was working for nike for a long time and then surfline for a while and we became friends through Bugs, and we have a lot of mutual friends. You know, Bugs. Rabbit? Yeah. Yep. Well, no, Bugs. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Marco Rico. You know, it's Punta Canejo Resort. Okay. In, um, in Santa Cruz. Okay. But anyway, we had some mutual friends, and he called me one day, and he was just like, hey, man, you did surf exercises before and surf fit. The, those were DVDs, and obviously DVDs are no more. Yeah. And then there was a few years where didn't do any more exercise stuff, even though I probably got asked more about the exercise stuff than anything else in my career. You yeah. know, people hit me up so the, daily. Did, did, were you doing that? Did you come up with that after the tour or during the tour or? Um, kind of during the tour, we talked about it, but I was so busy. I just did sit down and actually format it and film it. And it, it just didn't happen. I have those videos, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I if there's no new workout him. video, this guy's on it. Yeah. This guy, I, I, I try a lot of different things, and I did those for a long time. Yeah, with the with the, the ball. ball. Yeah, fucking so, awesome. Those were fun, and they were. We were getting pretty dynamic and getting some doing some pretty stuff. Some stuff that I felt was pretty hard. You know, like we're pretty dynamic, and for that time in my life, I was like, this is this is awesome. And then Zach calls me up and was like, Hey, man, do you want to? Do something like this like online, more of a subscription thing. I'm like, well, I don't know how to do any of that, but yeah, I do. Let's let's format something and give people like a a course that isn't so hard as the other ones, you know? Because that's the biggest complaint we got was yeah. a lot of exercises were too hard. So let's tone it down, make it more functional. For guys like Lyndon, you know, like something easier. <laughs> oh, something easier. Wow, something, late something, night. Something, something a little more toned he's, down for the. He's kind uh, of funny sometimes. Yeah, he kind of got you back there. He yeah. kind of touche. Did you see how long he was waiting for that? Oh, yeah, that was another guy. Oh, they're coming. They're, they're. Oh, I thought this fight was going one way, but I, you know, I think we just. Round two here. Late night shaking the, the lead. Oh, he uppercutted. Just, he just uppercutted me. He's knocked you fucking out. <laughs> Whatever, bro. <laughs> so, so, dude, this shows out about you. <laughs> so, anyway, the arc, the, yeah, the arc method came along, and it was COVID hit, you know, and everybody was kind of looking for something to do, and you couldn't even buy a dumbbell on, you know, the internet because all it, gone, all gone. So, yeah. I, was, I mean, that wasn't ever our thing anyway. We didn't use heavy weights and stuff like that. So, yeah. it was like I thought it was a perfect time to bring back some, and plus, I'd learned 
a lot more. You know, I've been doing a lot of DNS training lately and looking into some other stuff. There's What's foundation. DNS stand for? Dynamic neuromuscular neuromuscular stability, mm. and it's from Prague. It originated in Prague, and the story I got was that when the Berlin Wall was up, they got nothing from the outside world for years, and they had to still fix their athletes. They still had injuries, and and so they um, I forgot his name, but the main guy started studying the way I guess babies move because babies move perfectly and they breathe perfectly. You know, they don't suck what it. What the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, here? yeah. Wow. So learning how to to move around your major joints the way you should, and as we get older, we lose it all. We get stiff. We get tight. We sit in chairs. We sit in cars. Like, yeah. if you watch a baby get off the floor, it it, it gets off the floor in a, from a ninety ninety position, and it doesn't grab anything or hold anything to pull itself up. It will just rise up. Yeah. By wow, when, I'm kind of blown away right now. Yeah. Yeah. So this is I was blown away too, and I started this about eight months ago, nine months, and I've been you know actually going there today at two o'clock to do some more training with um, a guy named Mike Rintala. And he's he's one one or two in the country as far as DNS goes, I'd say. And um, I've been working a lot with him and my trainer Paul, who does did the surf exercises things with me. Um, he's been coming down and he's going to get certified in it too, so we can start integrating that into Arc Method. Because for me, Arc Method when I started, I was like, look, I'm the master at nothing, but I'm interested in everything. Yeah. So like I can do, I can bring in whatever I want into ARC Method. Anything that I find that helped me through my career, that's what ARC Method basically is. And I don't want to be like stuck on like, I never want to stop looking and, you know, investigating what's out there. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's better to have a few different, um, like training, like philosophies. Yeah. I can't even speak right Philosophies. Now. Yeah, but like, because... No, you know, you might have one for like, hey, this is strictly for stretching because that's super important. And this one's more core. And then this one's for, you know, you, you need to kind of bring, I think, more than one concept. Yeah. And what's crazy, you know, the, the distinction between what you do and what surf coaches do, you're doing, you're not a coach. You're not coaching surfing. You're training. It's, tr well, it's physical workouts. Right. right. And it's also like more integrate, like breathing, like through the DNS, you learn about inner abdominal pressure and about how to breathe into your pelvic floor as you're doing the exercises. Damn. And, you know, and then who knows? And may, maybe we bring in um, foundation training, you know, maybe we go into some yoga. Like, I feel like there's a golden thread of truth through all these techniques. Yeah. I feel like they you all have something. You just said golden thread of truth. It's freaking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. Not that, not that, no, what I mean is like, I don't think anyone knows everything. Right. Yeah. No, I like how you, the, what you mean by golden thread of truth is like in all these different things, well, there's, there's a, there's a, something that's real and true that works for you. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's the he, golden he's thread the, of truth. he's the Bruce Lee of surfing. Fuck. <laughs> Did you just come up with that lately? You know, I'm going to take a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and then I'm going to roll it in. Yeah. Fuck be like up. water? Is that be like water over water? here. Be oh. like Taylor be like Bruce Lee Knox. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Lee Knox. Yeah. I just, but but now, I, I mean, I think people appreciate that, but you also, for a, like a business model too, is 
they're not going to get bored of the same old. You're going to, you know, continually like add so stuff business, and keep it, right? keep it interesting and new. Like, oh, you know, I already did that, that program. I'm going to go do somebody else's. It's like, well, next I'm adding this and tweaking it. So you're right. evolving, which is great. What I want people to do is find their golden thread of truth. You know, like they may look at surf exercises like we did, I don't know, 12 exercises or whatever. And maybe three of those exercises don't work for them or hurt them. Like, then you shouldn't do those. You know what I mean? Like, you need to figure out, like, what works for you. Everyone needs to figure out what works for you. Yeah. And sometimes what works for you that day is going to be a little yoga. Sometimes it's going to be DNS. Sometimes it's going to the pool and swimming laps. Yeah. I'm saying, like, it's all good. Let's just investigate it all and check it out. So this is a, like, subscription-based business here. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's you know like I don't know. You get twelve weeks for. I mean, we're always running discounts and specials and stuff, but you know it's, it's somewhere around check it out. Yeah, hundred so bucks or. Where do people go? Arc, ArcMethodCourses.com. Yep. ArcMethodCourses.com. Yeah. Okay. And then cool. you know we there's we have an Insta and called Arc Method and stuff, so you can there's links in the bio. You know, we gotta say link in the bio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smash that like button. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like we're it. learning all this jargon. <laughs> yeah, but wow, that's pretty amazing. Because I don't know. I think um, COVID was the perfect time to re- reinvigorate that side hustle you had, right? Yeah, and it was great because Zach, he, like the things that he's really good at, which is the marketing and setting up the sites, and the sites like, and all that. You yeah. know, like that's not my forte. Yeah, you know, yeah. and if it was up to me, that thing would never got off the ground. You know, but. So tell us about it. It's, is it videos and stuff that people subscribe? They pay a monthly fee, then they can watch whatever they want to watch whenever they watch it, right? Yeah, and then we're gonna we're we're gonna you're gonna get twelve weeks. So each week is a different set of exercises. Sick. And um, so it was a lot of work for Paul Henniker, my trainer, to format all this together. But he did a really really good job, I feel like. And then we want to have it to where people can go back through them and go, okay, I want to take. This one from week two, this one from week three, and this one from week six. So you can build your own. Yeah, customize your own routine. Yeah. Do the stuff that you want to do or challenge yourself or whatever. Yeah. That's so right. you can play with it, you yeah. know? And then maybe we Where'd bring Where'd you film in... them, bro? Haiva, <laughs> Sunset? <laughs> no, you know what's funny? Paul's garage. <laughs> the whole thing. Gotta keep the overhead low. <laughs> and it was, it got hot in there. Like a couple times where it was like, Three days, full eight to nine hour days in this garage. Yeah. And for me, I have to do, you know, six weeks of workouts or seven in a day. And wow. then I redo everything. And like, I mean, after those three days, I was shocked. I was yeah. like, you guys I mean, don't call me for like I'll a week. I'll be in the ice bath <laughs> for the next 48 hours. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> speaking of that, do you do any of that stuff? The Wim Hof kind of things? or Yeah. 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 I've done Wim Hof and I do it. I do it on like, again, like there's days where I feel like I need it. I'll go in my garage. I'll do my set of 30. Hold your breath. The push up one. That's a short version. Um, I've been going Shay Perkins. I don't know if you guys know Shay. Mm-hmm. He's been a mark in marketing for Reef for a long time. Before that was Quicksilver in Oakley. But anyway, he's a, um, he got a cold plunge over at his house. So Sick. I went over and I'm did thinking it. about doing that. The first time getting, I did it, it's real tub. mental. Yeah, it's really mental. It's re- that's because you I just stare at the time yeah. and you try not to think about time. And the first, if you do the three minute, I've done the three minutes. First minute and a half is like. You've done it's ice like, bath? Yeah. It's wow. like climbing Mount Everest and then after you're kind of just euphoric and 
you, you start kind of deep. You, 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 then you, you kind of like, yeah. for my experience was, holy crap, I don't think I can't do, I can't do it to, to you kind of just, you're release, you release. And yeah. you're like, cause you, you just start focusing so hard. Only thing that gets you through is your breathing. Yep. Yeah. And the more you get deeper at, the more you work on that, the less painful and yeah. you, you're, you're, it's an outer body experience. <laughs> it's freaking crazy. Yeah. I, I recommend everybody to try it because it you you come out and you feel like fucking Superman. Yeah, or the, the Incredible the, Hulk or whatever. Like yeah. you just you have that much. I binged a <laughs> ton of videos of, of Wim Hof and I found him to be so you know. I think for him it's it's just so easy now. You know, like he he the mental side. Like I said. You cross a lot of bridges when you first get into that water for the yeah. first time. I remember the first time I did Shock. it. They were like, "Okay, man, let's let's see if you can get to two minutes." And I was like, "Okay, put on Radiohead song called Reckoner. I need the song on. <laughs> I put my I put Oakley Blades on. I don't want to look at the time." Yeah. And there was a time. There was one point where I was like, "I want to get out. Yeah. I want to get out. I want you know." And then I was like, "Like." Late night said, you just got, once you start getting into the breath and focusing on. It's it, so weird. Yeah. You feel so good that you were able to get past that mental hurdle. Yeah. It wasn't about like how cold my body was going to be because I knew I could just get out. Yeah. It was that mental hurdle that makes you feel so good. It gets so, you get so sensitive, Lyndon, that the breathe in, you're, you're, you feel how icy cold is on the way out. You're like, you could feel warmth go through your entire body. Like, yeah. and you're sitting in ice, but you could feel like that in and out of like yeah. energy. You're like, holy well, crap. I like what Wim Hof talks about too. Like how, how, uh, how mentally it gives you euphoria, right? The oxygen, the deep oxygen breathing and getting oxygen in your capillaries, lungs, it's the healthiest thing to 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 get you out of depression, right? Like mm-hmm. instead of like, I mean, that's what why he kind of came up with the breathing technique is to get more oxygenized blood into his, into your brain because that helps you be happier, right? right. The endorphin release, air, the essence of life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty it's sick. Hard to live no. without it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No. But it's it's a it's a it's a cool yeah. easy way of like you know yeah. staying healthy and whatever. I mean, yeah. it's just kind of like the free divers, right? The guys yeah. that can hold their breath five minutes, Jesus and you're like, dude. you know, like it's. I remember going out with a friend and watching him. I, I went down as deep as I could, maybe thirty feet, and I, I was like, he just went into blackness, and you know, and, and I couldn't come back for minutes. For minutes, I was at the surface Colin for Smith. a minute. Yeah. How would you know? Fucking because <laughs> that's exactly who I'm talking about. Because I used to, you know, just like all of us, would go down to Porto in the summer and try to get some big. And that's where photos. it was. I was with him at Porto. Dude. Wow. So uh, him and Rob Keith, I'm out. They're like, let's go fishing and spear. You know, they want to go spear fishing, so we take out a freaking pongo, whatever. And Rob this was a no, long time ago. This yeah. is strange that he's this, bringing this up this because is, that's where I had experience yeah. with him <laughs> yeah. too. And but we weren't together. And yeah. I'm on a pongo boat, and I'm with this, you know driver on the boat and they put on their goggles and spears and I'm like watching them 30 foot visibility before you start losing them. Rob's gone, freaking Colin's gone. About a minute Rob comes up and then freaking I, I wasn't even I didn't have a watch. I don't know. Yeah. Fucking you, gone for <laughs> a few minutes. Yeah. 
what? And he comes up with a fucking sheep head, like as big as he was. I'm like, what the? <laughs> and he was like, there's so many more. It took like three breaths. He's like, back down. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, then we almost. I don't dr- understand. Yeah. And then he wanted to go body surf on, and I was got i did get swept out in a rip right at dark and i was like luckily i didn't is he still around yeah. oh yeah i surfed for him yeah, a lot i talked to him yeah. yeah he would and that that's funny because i watched it like yeah there's right there people what? i mean any anybody can do it if they apply themselves yeah. right like you could pretty much do it but it takes determination and in yeah. practice yeah it's as simple as just saying practice yeah you know what i mean like yeah Throwing in the ball in the backyard with your dad, you know, you got to learn how to throw that baseball and catch it. Like it takes, there's no way to get around all those like throws. There's no way to get around them. No. You can't read about it, watch it, and just expect to do it from that. Yeah. You've got to do it. And there's that really mundane, boring years. Like, you know, like we were all there late. Maybe not Lyndon so much, but you know, late night. You know? <laughs> yes, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever. But um, no, but yeah, but I mean, there's it, those times where you're out at you know practicing and it's blown out and south wind and it's two foot and there's no one out but you and a couple friends that, and you're just those are the days that get you good. Yeah, those and are the days. I, I I tell my kid that all the time. I'm like, look, everybody could surf lowers well or make them look good. Everybody could surf good waves. And make it look good and, and surf, but it's the bad waves that you know that really will separate the greats from the average. Yeah, you know that's why you got to go out and so, south wind, two foot, and shitty waves. So foam falls. Climbing. Going back to <laughs> arc method and like part of one of the things that we like about the show is like our show is like we we talk to dudes that you don't expect to be smart or entrepreneurial. Whoa. You know what I mean? Are you talking about late night? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like when people go, fucking Taylor Knox is one of the greatest power surfers of all time. And then you go, yeah, but he's also a fucking shrewd businessman. Oh, God, no, I'm not. But, I'm not a shrewd businessman. <laughs> you have aligned yourself with people that have done things with your help, and like you creating ARC, right? Method. And then let's talk about the entrepreneurial things, the, the business side of Knox, Fort Knox. It's I, I mean, where's all that gold coming from? Yeah, right? it sounds good, you know. Like, uh, I've oh, lived yeah, in the same house for twenty six years, you know. Like you know, I've, yeah. Look, I, can we talk about like all your business ventures? Because I think that man, I love these stories that and how they come about and. And yeah. a lot of that's not really well known, and not, not that yeah. we want to pry, but you know, give us some insight about whatever your. What was your first like, where you were part of a company? Uh, well, the first one that really, um, really felt amazing was on a mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was that was really the first one. You know, your, like your core group of friends all in it with skin in the game. You're all pushing it. You're you're you guys are the marketing. It's not buying into a brand. You guys were the brand. Yeah, yeah, that that was new for me. Like, and it was exciting and it was fun. It was like, so can you tell me who said, "Hey, let's start this brand"? Oh man, I I, I don't know if it was Taylor or maybe the Malloys. We kind of came together and was like, like everyone was kind of like, "Let's, we should do our own thing." Like, why, why don't we support something that we own? 
Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I think in the skate world it was happening and, yeah. you know. Skate world's a good example of like dudes doing it, coming up with an idea and like, yeah, let's fuck the system and start our own. Yeah. Thing. And yeah. surfing had a lot, you know, of that. I mean, I think you could see that in some of the companies that were started later on, like Vulcan and stuff. Like, yeah. You know, we don't have to look like them to be successful in this industry. We're going to yeah. have our own look. And, yeah. And that's what I think I, for On a Mission before, long before Vulcan came along, there was On a Mission. We were like, you know, we can we can pull this off. Yeah. We're artistic. We have guys that, you know, are really good at marketing. We have we have guys that are really good at film. Yeah. We have we have surfers that surf Unreal. And, yeah. You know, like someone on the team that is making like kind of the world's most watched surf movies at the moment. Yeah. And yeah. You know, and, and that's kind of like really smart, you know, like looking back at like you had all eyes were on you guys. Right. So, you know, like you said, Taylor is making the best movies with the best guys. Yeah. And you're like, Holy shit. You know, like we've got something here that we can capitalize, put our names on it and sell it. Yeah. Right. So instead of going back to, I mean, you're, let's say you ride for a company. They send you on a trip. They need footage. Okay, they send a you know for a video guy. The footage goes back to the company, yeah. and they edit it and produce it. And you don't really have anything to do with that yeah. part of it. This is the part that was fun for us. It was like we're going to go make our own trips. We're going to decide where we're going to go surf. We're going to produce it. We're going to direct it, and we're going to edit it. Yeah. And that's where it was different. Yeah. And that's where it changes. Yeah. Because then it goes from being. Going from the athlete to corporate to staying with the athlete all the way through, yeah. and the athlete seeing it through. Yeah, and it's you're... like when um, Dr. Dre, right? When instead of like, hey, you know, we're, we 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 are under a record label, and we make a dollar a record, and they make five. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's yeah, let's start. We're, we're the talent. Label. We're the we're we're the ones that are making this happen. They're just they're they're the ones with. The gnarly lawyers and contracts, you know, yeah. like, and like I, <laughs> it, it was crazy because it kind of it spurred some stuff on. I think in surfing, like I said, there was people that were leaving some of the bigger player companies that went off to start other so, companies, yeah. and yeah. those companies came real successful too. Yeah. And then you had, um, I mean, you just you have guys now that you see that are taking so much more, being so much more a part of what their image and how it goes out, yeah. you know. And, you look at John John and what he he, you know, he's he wants to that. put out some stuff of him sailing and stuff like, or flying or whatever it is. It's cool. Like it's it yeah. feels real when it comes that way. Yeah, authentic yeah. and and different. You know, and there's a place for that. You know, for for somebody to be, you know, you don't need another Quicksilver Billabong or you know, you need to have your own vision yeah. that that is you. You know, and John John, yeah, like. How many surfers on tour are really into sailing? Not many, if only a few, maybe, you know, but how many sailors or, you know, boat boatmen that are surfers? A lot, you know? Right. So it's all about what makes you happy and drive. And yeah, and Dorian with his hunting, you know, like yeah. his I hunting think, line. <laughs> I think he like won rookie of the year for hunting one year. <laughs> like and people probably don't know that. I you know, yeah. I mean he's he in the hunting world, he's He's a really good hunter. He's not just good for being a surfer. Well, yeah, yeah. he's going to be good at whatever he does. But he lives in the wilderness, you know? Like <laughs> he, he, li he lives in a tree. He yeah. lives in a tree. <laughs> he looks down and there's... He doesn't have to travel to go hunt. He just sits on his property a and, just, yeah, and looks down and be like... Yeah. yeah, he's honing in on his skill like right at he, home. He's got plenty of bacon. <laughs> so, so on a mission, then what? 
uh, you know, and then there was probably a long period where I wasn't involved with too much. And then, you know, uh, Josh Landon, who made ARC, he became a sports agent and he was representing me. And um, a, a successful sports agent doing yeah. skaters and, and snowboarders. Yeah, and he surfers. was doing Mikey yeah. Taylor and, you know, was, they were doing a bunch of. But you had a skater. close connection because of ARC. And him working yeah. for Taylor. Still. Yeah, we always remain friends. You yeah. Know? Like, he actually, when he showed up when I met him for the first time, he was 19, he walked through that door, and he was going to make my my signature movie at ARC, you know? And I was just like, never met the kid before. I'm like thinking, he's 19. Like, what is this kid, you know, what is he going to do? Like, is are we going to be able to pull this off? Oh. Um, is this thing going to go, either are we going to go down in flames here? Like, yeah, is yeah. this a big mistake? Yeah. Like, Taylor, what are you doing to me? Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I'm working you with... Said, is this the B, yeah. the yeah. B League? Yeah. You know, is this and... the same guy that stalked the Malloys? Now he's going to stalk me. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I was. I called him. I said, hey, this tequila company wants me to be a part of, of their, their program. And and I, um, he goes, tequila, huh? And then he goes, let me think about it. And I think he was on a road trip with the skater, Mikey Taylor. They were sharing a room together. And they kind of were talking about it. And they're like, I don't know, hard alcohol. Taylor's like, kind of known as a fitness guy. Like, do you guzzle tequila when you get out of the surf? No, you you have a beer. Yeah. So well, well, let's just start a beer company. You know. He just that, said that, like, because of the that, that's of, just him and they were just talking and they in. But but it was your sponsor opportunity. Sponsor opportunity. Your phone call to Josh Landon. <laughs> that just sparked something. Yeah. It just sparked Pleasure. it, and then there's there's discussion, and then I mean there's from that idea like there's tons of good ideas, right? So from that that takes a lot of work to get to right. the point where you're actually brewing beer. Yeah, you know, like you need a logo, you need marketing, what, you know, and it felt good again. I was like, I felt like I did when I started on a mission. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, this is rad! Like all these skaters, athletes, snowboarders. Like we're gonna do something. We're gonna own this. People. Yeah, we're gonna. We're not gonna answer anyone but ourselves. Yeah, do it our way. Yeah, and that's. I mean, that's so. And coming amazing from yeah, sounding. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's so. It's an American dream. Yeah, you know, like it is. You you had this opportunity, and you told Josh Landon, who's a fucking G entrepreneur, right? And it's not bad. And all of a sudden, <laughs> but it was your your phone call that sparked, let's say the name, Saint uh, Archer. Saint Archer, yeah. I mean, holy shit! Like yeah, Saint big. Archer was conceived from a phone call from Taylor Knox. Yeah, uh, well, I come know, on. I don't know. It, 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 it sparked. It, uh, it sparked yeah, a conversation. conversation. Yes. Yeah, and 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 they started talking about like, well, what do surfers like to have when they get out of have a long surf they yeah. want a cold beer and normally yeah. hey, you I'll, know. Tell you, I'll tell you what uh taylor still salento is pretty fucking good oh it's yeah. really good so i would yeah. mind having a little yeah. bit yeah. Of, yeah. a little bit of that taylor yeah. after my <laughs> surf um you can ship it a uh, box too <laughs> yeah Salento's really good I mean, yeah. and and it's really cool to see those guys do well and yeah taylor you can send a box my way too <laughs> so i'm so, older and sophisticated now i don't drink as much beer yeah. <laughs> no but little you know, sips of tequila yeah salento tequila so you guys your group and and you know josh you, you guys thought about it and i mean how was that process like oh know? it was crazy because at the time um the skater p rod you know josh was yep was doing some work or knew him through mikey 
and they were basically like, well, this is a great idea. And Josh was like, yeah, but I mean, you know, I got a day job and I, I need to pay the bills and I'm married and yeah. And, and they, those guys were ballers. And P Rod, yeah, ball, P Rod was balling, and yeah. he that was, Nike money, yeah, son, <laughs> yeah. And he, he and he goes, look, I'll throw down like a, a few hundred thousand dollars. I yeah. want you to quit your job, and and pursue this, go for this, wow. and like we'll do a capital raise, capital raise with just people within our industry. Oh, like, it was a capital rage. Yeah, there was that going on too. <laughs> it was a long, it was a long time before the rage happened, but like. You know, just I got to meet all these cool people like Jamie Thomas and Atiba Jefferson and P Rod and yeah. this whole um, you know Herman and all these skaters that I, I just never met before yeah. and I you know and everyone like chipped in and and everybody was super cool and yeah. everyone chipped in and um, I loved the way that they were thinking about like having photographers on the program as part of of being an ambassador, yeah. which I thought was super smart, not just the surfer, like the athletes, yeah. but people that did cool, creative shit yeah. that yeah. didn't, you know. What's crazy is I'm I'm gonna look look around and think and research if it's ever happened. I don't think it's ever happened. No, it's the first time in the beer industry a, that's ever happened. Unendemic category, right? You know, not action sports. You know, you're not making clothing. You're not making so something that you sell yeah. energy in our soda. market. Not making an energy soda. Yeah. Not an, is, well, it's <laughs> even energy sodas. They come to us, yeah. right, to promote. This is a, a inside to outside world. Yeah, for sure. Right. Which was fucking gnarly. Yeah, you know, it's phenomenal. It was, and it was stressful. I mean, like, I don't think people realize the stress. You know, on Josh. You know, like he's. He's never done a beer before. He, he doesn't know anything about creating a beer. Yeah, yeah. He's quit his job. He's yeah. married. He's got you know kids, kids, and more kids on the way. Yeah. He's got all these people relying money on money that he looked up to, or you know, is, yeah. knows that are these big time athletes. He was like, oh my god, you I, know, like, I can't lose these people money. Like yeah, I, yeah. I get, we got to make risk, this work. The or, risk reward, uh, you know, like you're looking at both those sides, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Because he, a lot he's of a successful agent, he didn't have to do that. No, but a lot of people could have a, an idea and a lot of money and and totally blow. Fail, you know, yeah. like it happens a lot, a lot more than than the wins, you know, for, for sure. sure. But to to put a group together with that collaboration from, like you said, Skaters, all, all the different like photographers, you know, artistic people, and then just the drive, and you know, like it takes a lot of luck timing it takes the right crew it takes money i mean you, you, you know you can't there's no there's no bucket and checklist that's gonna I make say it this be successful. i say this just jokingly i hate it that you guys were so successful <laughs> and whoa and the the return the in, investment in, i mean of time I'm jealous I'm jealous. Yeah, I'm I super envious. It's like, crazy. Holy crap! Because things like that takes years and years and years, decades. decades. Yeah. You look at like the people. Coca-Cola, or you know what I mean? Like they come up with something, and it you have to go through so many things to make it successful. And how long did it take? Two and a half years. <laughs> yeah. Two and a half. Years. You think about that, like you think about the 
the Claws, and the Alan Greens, and the Gordon Merchants, and yeah. Bob McKnight, and all these people, Bob Hurd. Thirty years, yeah. they're in it. They're in the game a, a decades, yeah. right? To, and then Jeff they, Kelly, uh, like yeah. Jeff Kelly, what he did with Exynos, you know? Yeah. yeah, I mean it's, and to see someone do what basically like the same amount of money those guys got and do it in two and a half years. Yeah, it's unheard of. It's, unheard of. it's never been done. And, and the good thing is that, it, that wasn't your guys's vision. You're just like, we just want to make this successful. Like it was all just the how things unraveled. That you yeah. know was, hey, this was out of our control. We just were doing what we were going to do, trying to be successful, make sure we didn't lose our money, keep this float. Maybe yeah. like, of course, well, you want to make money. But at that first, was... people were just like, even I'm watching all these big time skaters. We were just stoked to get free beer. We're like, yeah. we're getting free we're gonna beer. We're going to get our own free beer. Like, we don't have to buy it. Like, we'd pick it up and be like, wow, this is our company. Like, yeah. we're, we're, this is ours. It, even, it's like it, it's like your first it, sponsorship it when you get that because like, it was box ours. of stickers and clothes. You're like, but now you're an adult. You're like, I'll take beers over a t-shirt any day. Yeah. <laughs> and the way that it happened, you know, you got to give, Josh is a genius, right? Like, it's crazy to to because we had him on the show and we talked about you know the trajectory and how fast and all that and it's still mind blowing to think about how fast he did it and how the planets aligned for that for your for that brand. But two, you have to have the vision, right? Yeah. You have to have the vision of timing. Yeah. Because you could come out with a great idea if it's bad timing, it just falls flat for yeah. sure. And so it's it's before right you, place, right time, and right, you, that's what I mean. Like right that, group of people, it's all of that. Yeah. And, and and you could strategize with the smartest businessman out of you know wherever, and they could check all those boxes and go present it, and it still fall flat. Like you said, it just it so, takes the chemistry and the magic and the ta- it's it's a, so it's for crazy. him for for Josh when he when he was telling us about like when uh, when he knew the deal was done. Right? He, he couldn't tell to, anybody. He couldn't tell anybody, but when he finally did, and he, he was wrote like, the man, checks the and hand delivered it. Yeah, the happiest uh, time of his life was telling people and handing people checks and saying we did it. Yeah, right. That's like, that's just. I mean, I was crazy. I was. Blown and he's away. all. I'm actually going to take that back. <laughs> we got something. We're going to double down, and we're going to get into that next. But like, yeah, seriously, yeah. no, that's that's really and what it was. And so so he's the one that made that phone call right mm-hmm. and you're the one on the other side of that phone call like when he called when oh. he called you and said hey bro we're done i am i didn't I, did, I just didn't speak <laughs> my mouth was open i'm like i i was like i want to believe you but i kind of don't you know what i mean yeah. like like really this i gotta see it you know yeah. what i mean i just have to see it because yeah you won the lotto yeah you feel like you win the lotto a little bit you know you're like and then you're like, oh man, why didn't I put more in? Like, yeah, you know what I right. mean? <laughs> Seriously. Because it's like, I mean, fuck, dude, that's such an incredible. I wish I could feel that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, well, it's, it's a, a great success story. It's and, such, and, yeah. and, and you know, you hear about success stories, but it's like just other people and whatever. And you see yeah. it's friends and we're connected, you know, because we're all in this surf tribe in this world. And yeah, we're jealous and envious and stuff, but we're, we're happy for you. So stoked for so you stoked. and everybody that's involved. It's like, that is, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. You know, it's so crazy. So how much for, uh, do you need <laughs> Hey, I'm going to definitely put a good word in for you guys. That's for sure. We need the HB to be represented. Uh, and, you know, who, yes. who better than yes. you two. So, so after that, 
St. Archer sells to, was it Budweiser or Coors? Coors. Coors. Yeah. He had a few bids going yeah. on at the time. Yeah. yeah, I think he did. He, he was, you he know, was there were some people, which which we weren't expecting to happen that fast. No. It was like. Who does? Yeah, you're like, oh my God, wait, there, wait we have offers? Wait, where people are calling about us like already? Like, yeah. you know, like you look at Ballast Point, you know, before they sold, they were in business for 20 years. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then you're like thinking like. Yeah, maybe in twenty years we'll hopefully get close to where they were or something yeah. like that, you know. And, and the backstory too of of uh, Josh moving his family down to San Diego because that is the craft beer Mecca. place. Yeah, right. That's right. That's it is. He moved it for Saint Archer. Right? Yeah, and he wanted to to look authentic, be authentic, be in the hot spot, be in the, yeah. You got to be there. So button, that button that elbows like, and like the the. The way he did it, and then, because you when you go okay, you're gonna move to fucking San Diego, which right? is a big move Huge because move. When you grew up somewhere your whole life, and all your friends are there. Yeah. You're, and your all your wife's friends are there. And yeah. she grew up there, yeah. and you're pulling everyone out of there and, and you, putting them hours away. So, so you on the sidelines, right? And anybody that's listening, you're like, fuck, he moved his family. That's a long-term investment Maybe. and a long-term, you know, long time frame. Like you're, you're like committed to something like this. Like you're not thinking you're going to sell it in two years. Well, no that's, that's what I liked about it. I mean, that would, right? that like, gave me more confidence and I always had confidence in him, but like the commitment and I like people that commit. Yeah. And it was like, all chips are in. I mean, if we're going in doing this, let's yeah. do it right. Yeah. Like let's finish this if we're going to start and, and it. I think a lot of companies you know they dabble they dabble they just try to get okay let's just get that next little level and and that works sometimes and sometimes it not and I mean and how many times you hear about partnerships that fall apart like somebody's not happy and you know they didn't get you know like yeah. everybody has Whatever a it is. there's a lot of ways for it to go south yeah. you know yeah totally um, and, and I mean for you guys it just every, everything just clicked and it was because I'm sure he never thought he was going to sell it that quick. No. Right? No. No way. But that's the thing that makes it even more freaking phenomenal. They had, that story is so phenomenal. They had cases bought, already sold before they even like started brewing. And they said it was so bad, like the yeah. first round. Like He's like, what are we going to do? We got to sell. We already have orders for all this yeah. stuff. Like it was yeah. like, but it was genius. It was yeah. like. I keep thinking in my head, you know, you play checkers or you play chess, you know? Right. And that guy knows how to play chess. Yeah. I like it just because, you know, if you're a good poker player, what like you know, you, you have to know when to put all the chips in. Yeah. You got to know yeah. that. And, and Some and, guys and, don't. They just go in on a hand they shouldn't have been going in on and they lose it Why all. Why are you looking at me when you say that? No, no. I'm looking, <laughs> looking at you both the same way. <laughs> No, it's it's crazy, but that turned you know everybody got paid really well, um, and then there was a lot of learning curve on the whole business side of, well, we make this great product, it sells, it tastes great, but where's the other money? It's in the distribution, you know. Yeah, and that's something that you know is very you know intriguing with you know you 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 think about. It's like, like the it's like the record label. Like you put story. yeah, it is. It's it is for sure. It's like, well, 
you know, we're only making so much because we got to pay these people to distribute and, and get it to X, Y, and Z stores, you know, like, like, you know, and now the next endeavor was pretty much let's create another label yeah. or two and then let's control. Did you have a non-compete though? Like did everybody have a non-compete? I think it'd been already up like three years or something was the time frame or something like that. But um, yeah, it just expired. And I, I know, I'm sure Josh's wheels were already turning, you know, yeah. I mean, when you start a business and you, you do well, and they did, St. Archer was amazing, but you're seeing like, whoa, 30% of our profit goes to distribution. Yeah. Well, what if you have, you know, the beer company, Harlan, and you own distribution? Well, you're not giving that 30% away anymore, you know? like you But see, that's a huge investment with, you know, logistics and trucks and equipment and stuff. Oh, it's but, huge. But it, it pays for itself relatively quick. Yeah. And again, you so gotta be in. You gotta, you gotta like, be invested. Like I, so I got a Sprinter van. So <laughs> I can load up a lot. Dude, we can wrap that thing right now. Yeah, and I, I so can I could handle. Let's just say Newport, Huntington, and Costa Mesa. <laughs> I'm gonna actually keep you in mind. <laughs> so you you uh, Saint Archer sells. Everyone's happy. Josh calls you. What two years later? A year later. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm great. we're gonna we're gonna do this again, but we're gonna do it better." And like, that's the thing that people don't realize. Like, I and he came out. and He goes, "We're gonna name it Harlan, and we're gonna own the distribution to be called Scout, and then we're gonna bring other brands on that we like and yeah. that have repable." And and I was like, Josh. If you were selling dog food, yeah. I'm in because yeah. like I'm not inv I'm investing in, in the, the person. person before yeah. the company. For sure. You know, because I know that when you get into something, you're going to be so committed. Yeah. He hates losing. You know, he's really a, I mean, he's built almost to be a GM of like a sports team. Like yeah. he loves building teams and, you yeah. know, building the chemistry and bringing you need not a front a, man and you need somebody smart and wicked and like in a way that is, you know, business smart, you know, yeah. you're only as good as your team, you know, yeah. like you you need to surround yourself with like. So he says, "Hey, I got another ride." Great people. Yeah, and I'm and just like, jump on where, board. where do I sign? Yeah. You know, St. <laughs> Archer, you wish you put in a little bit more to get that, you know, more yeah. return. Did you you double? I, I I did put in as much as I could at the time. Like I took some St. Archer money and I tried to pay off debts. Um, I bought myself a toy. I bought myself a jet ski. You nice. know, that was like my present. Back and to the then, big wish. Yeah. DMJ, oh yeah, no, some other spot. And so I, I just, yeah. And then he, he started Harlan and Scout. I'm in on that. And then he, you know, we have another, a couple more things going on. And, and I was trying to spread my money out a little bit. So, so yeah. I mean, it's you know. And then it, you know, things started kind of going down as far as the industry goes. So I was, I held on a little, to a little bit more money just because I didn't know what was sponsorship the wise. Yeah. And stuff all and that, you know, just to, you know, like the water heater that just broke in our house and flooded <laughs> our freaking downstairs, you know, like have yeah. money to do to fix stuff like that, you yeah. know, just, so again, like I don't need a lot of money to be happy. I'm just sure. trying to be like super, super low overhead. Yeah, you know that's my whole goal. Of life. Amen, dude. That's what I want. Just I, low overhead. That that well, that's our that's our we're at in our life. I think we're at that time where that, that age. Where you you know, about. you want to have that flexibility and freedom and less worry. And I mean, when you're in your twenties and thirties, you're like, dude, I got to work for the next 30, 40 years anyways. And now you're kind of coming up. Yeah, to like 
I want an end game, and my end game is to freaking have everything paid off. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> I just want to cruise. And surf. Yeah. And surf. <laughs> and surf. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. It becomes more and more important. I mean, the most important thing in my whole life to me is time. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most important thing. You can't buy time. No. Yeah. And you can't get it back. Yeah. You know, and like, I, I want to have time to spend with my kids. And even though they're older, like, when they're around, I want to just be with them a lot. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's, that's why you're successful, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You success know, is measured in a right lot of reason, different ways. Right reasons. <laughs> yeah. So, going back, so is that it? Is that, is that all your businesses? No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you have more? Yeah. We Holy got a couple more shit. going, you know, like it's hard to keep keep good man down and josh has got ideas and so we we're we've got villager spirits coming out that's going to come out in about a month or two and i was just showing late night some of the packaging yeah and, so, um, so people know villager is a coconut water based company well no we 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 started with Co- villager coconut water, okay and we were doing we were doing good as a company but it was just moving slowly and i don't think you know everything in grocery moves really slowly compared to alcohol yeah and i think for josh it was like this is just going so slow. We're doing fine, but we're just, yeah. yeah. I can't make the moves I want to make as quick as I want to make them. I can with drinks. Yeah. So he just pivoted and switched, you know, um, what we're doing, which was going from a coconut water to now doing like mixed cans. Yeah. You know, pina coladas, tequila palomas. Um, we're going to be doing stuff like that and it's going to, it's going to do really well. I, there's not. Um, I'm so mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, and I think you guys already know about Ashland because you guys have interviewed them. So yeah. that hard seltzer. Another. We're sponsored by uh, Ashland. Yeah, Perfect. By the way. That's yeah, good. They, I'm they glad you are. are you should be sponsored. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Love it. See, so hard seltzer. You yeah. guys will just you know once Steel sends you Salento, yeah. you guys will be spiking your Ashlands maybe with a little Salento. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You hear that, Steel? Yeah, hear that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, late late night and I like that. Me- are thirsty. I like that Mexican <laughs> Harland uh, Mexican lager. That was really good too. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll talk to Jeff Hansen and see if we can get some up there to you guys. Yes. Um, no, I mean it's you guys know the business model. You know, you know what works and and what doesn't. And uh, I mean, you got great creative the the cans the, the content everything is looking amazing and that's know? what's fun you know the creative part and and being on in with something that's like starting up that you can see there's an opportunity there you know there's just maybe there's only one or two companies that are actually doing a good job at it yeah and you're like oh there's plenty of room for another yeah. one because we can see where we can make some pretty quick improvements pretty fast yeah and i think a lot of too is there's some good marketing out there and there's some bad marketing out there. For sure. Which yeah. is sweet. And we wanted to make something like cleaner and not so sweet and not so Pres- acidic. Well, the like preservatives feeling. throw like a weird twist to it. And yeah, the, the, the additives, the sugars, you know, like it's just overpowering. Like those Ashland, no joke, they're, it's like just they're so flavored light. water. Yeah, it's light and it still has a nice flavor, but yeah. not overpowering. It's delicious. It's delicious. Yeah. Yeah, it's just clean and light. And I think, you know, you can have, it's like, it's like, you know, double IPAs. I mean, count, I mean, I love a good double IPA, but it's man, I'm not drinking heavy. three of them. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Filling, That's why I like that Mexican lager, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just more of a 
I'm more of a consumer, I guess, drinker, you know? And right. I, I just like to have... Socially. You wanna, socially. You're watching your show. But a good IPA lady. with like a meal, just like a glass of wine, but you're not going to pound a whole bottle, you know? Like it's just, it adds profile to what you're doing. And right. The, the lighter, cleaner, crisp stuff is where I'm at. So you don't have any more businesses. <laughs> Do you? Because <No. laughs> I was about to punch you out. <laughs> No, no, and the you know, and like I said, I'm just a part of these businesses, and it, yeah, and and I think it all, you know, it goes back to being you know what we were talking about, right? There's who you are, and there's what you do, and yeah. you and you bring people along with you that you like for because of who they are, yeah. And luckily enough, like me meeting Josh way back when, you know, and then yeah. him being inspired by on a mission, and that's what you know he. I've talked to him a lot, but like, you know, like on a mission was what makes yeah. you think like, well, we could, we as athletes and we could do this. Like we don't need to depend on yeah, all these that, other that, people. Yeah. You get that kind of group of power, you know, guys in power and, 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 and vision and artistic and, you know, like it, you got a good group and yeah. all right, let's talk about surfing. Woo! All right. Yeah. Right. So now. What is T-Nox? I know that you ride for... Viore. Yep. I ride for Viore. Um, Chris... How'd that come about? Uh, I, we, you know, I was, you know, obviously I was with Reef from for head to toe. Yeah. You know, I still am. You know, but they decided to pull out of apparel. Yeah. To stop, stop making clothes. And yeah. probably, you know, I could see it when they, then they told me it was a bummer for me personally because, you know... I was just going to be paid for shoes again, not for the whole thing, which means, you know, less money. But I could see the why shoes they... Shoes and sandals together? Yeah. Okay. Footwear. Footwear. And I could see why they did it because it made business sense. Like if I'm being honest, I was looking at it and I was like, yeah, you know, it's actually a smart decision for them. Yeah. They probably weren't making a ton of money on their clothes. And... That's probably one of the hardest categories to to stay in the top five, top ten. It's yeah. it's one of those, and I've seen this happen before with other companies where they actually make a. I mean, we made actually really nice clothes, but people didn't even realize they didn't think of Reef to go buy a winter jacket. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. They don't think that way. So, in that sense, it wasn't working because yeah. people don't think they think of Reef as sandals, yeah. and footwear, and bikinis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reef bottoms. Did they make bikinis? <laughs> You know they never did, yeah, and yeah. I also I, I was that should have been. I know, I know. That's, that's where the peril side should have been. Yeah, yeah. It was so strange. What do you think you know? I went to Uruguay and, and Argentina and Brazil for the, the killer whales? <laughs> the thing that we've talked to a couple different people too about is like you know I worked for shoe companies back in the day, and they tried to make apparel, you know, DVS clothing, you know, Supra clothing. Right. It's like. It's one of those things that only a handful of brands can pull off because yeah. they have the brand awareness, brand equity, brand power to make different categories like that. Yeah. Nike yeah. and Vans, you know? Yeah. And maybe Adidas. Yeah. You so know? it's like if you stay in your lane, you're gonna be just as successful or, or, and be more authentic. You know, you, you kind of branch out. Not that it doesn't work because there's brands that have been able to succeed and, you know, branch out yeah. and capitalize, but yeah, I mean for Reef, yeah, I mean yeah. that they're 
They needed sure. to make bikinis and calendars. <laughs> well, right? I think they did make calendars, but yeah. <laughs> they should have stuck to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There probably was like that. You could look back on them, and you know, it'd be interesting to talk to Santiago or Fernando and ask them, like, "Hey, you guys were so famous for the Reef Girls, yeah. you know? Like, was there ever conversation about going into bikinis? Because like, That's there was an major money. There yeah. had to be an opportunity there, and there. I just wanted to hear like what their reasoning was, because they. I'm sure they thought of it. Yeah, you know, but yeah. you'll have to you'll have to introduce us to them to get them on the podcast. Yeah, we got to get them on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good interview. Yeah. So, Vuori was. Fiore came about. I was talking to Joe. Joe Kula owns Fiore, and um, I, t you know, the funny thing is, is he's married to my cousin. No way. Oh, yeah. Wow. So we spend most holidays together, you know, and and I, he gave me a pair of shorts the first year they ever started, you know, and I remember thinking like, Viore, what kind of name is that? It's such a, it's such a different name. I'm wondering how that's gonna. I wasn't used to it. it was, you know, how how are people going to accept that? I mean, now they are just. Crushing it Bro. so hard. Crushing. I mean, Bro. it's um, it talk crazy. about like a, a Saint Archer or like a thing like that. Yeah. It's so when when he told you he was coming up with this line mm -hmm. and what it was going to be, it was basically athleisure, right? Yep, athletic wear, just fashion, right? But right? just the material was more high end and stuff. Yeah. Like it was, you yeah. know, were you like? But like Lululemon was already out and super successful, but they were women's, yeah. Women. And he probably saw a niche for like a bingo inside. Yeah. So did you see the potential with that? Oh or? yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was again. Don't tell me you invested. No, <laughs> I, I would if you let me, but no. Um, but like, what I noticed was like another another guy who sees an opportunity, and there's probably other people that saw the same opportunity that just were hesitant. You know, like you you go in both feet. You know, like, and that's again another person that. It's inspiring to be around that said, you know what, I'm going to make, I'm going to take this name Viore, which I didn't even know what it meant at the time. Yeah. And I, I couldn't mean? even say, it means mountain. And I, did, and I couldn't even say what, it the right what way. What language? I think it's French. Wow. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And um, I thought it was Norwegian or Swedish, but it could be it could be some one of those. Yeah. I, I, I did some digging a while back. Oh, about, okay. Maybe it is Norwegian. I've seen if they needed any. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> friends of rep for it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Todd Mady. Our Ruka reps, well, a Ruka rep, I don't know if there's others, but our Texas rep is doing it. And it's like, yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, they're so phenomenal. They picked up Fort Knox. Well, and Rob. And Rob. And Rob, yeah. But you were first. Well, I mean, I was in talks with him a long time ago, back when it just was such a good fit for me. You know, being that they were in the fitness and that, and that's yeah. been my mo my whole career, right? So, are we but gonna see an Arc slash Fiori collab? Uh, well, we're talking about doing some stuff together for sure. Oh. I mean, more of like bringing some more exercise stuff. Why are you to the so world. damn marketable, bro? I'm not. I mean, look at me. No, <laughs> you're damn marketable. I'm not though. But um, so yeah, we are talking about doing some like arc method viore like course or something you know just kind of giving people some some stuff to work yeah. on at home if they want and yeah. um that's coming up here in the near future but um what what i saw was you you got lululemon and there's just like not a lot of men want to wear lululemon yeah you yeah. know what i mean like and not some that of them do some of them do and they do they make a good product you know yeah, really I mean, good really good product yeah. you know but again there's just this it's like with ashlyn we saw like 
we go into the store and we look at all the graphics on these cans, these hard seltzers, and we're like, hmm, this could be done a little differently, a yeah. little bit. Like, poor, a, a guy would own, actually hold that can. And yeah. Not, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, some of the graphics and the can I'm a guy shapes. And I love and those seltzers. I'm not ashamed of it. Like, you know, like you said, but they made them look really feminine, you know, like yeah. a lot of the cans and not as masculine looking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I drink anything. Well, I mean, hey, in high school, I had my fair share of wine coolers, so yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Boone's Farm. <laughs> Linen like the Zimas, but, you know, that's too <laughs> So, so... So we, yeah, so with Viore, it just was a natural fit. And um, at the time, we, we he just wasn't ready. They weren't ready to have ambassadors. Yeah. You know, they were just, they were like, look, we're just not there yet. Our company is growing so fast, and we have so much to focus on that, you know having an ambassador program isn't at the top of the list fair enough you know they yeah. they get bigger fish to fry yeah and then the time came about and they're like yeah you you just your image and our image blend there's a synergy there for sure yeah and then and also you know like with rob too like we're both older we're both staying Fitness. active and fit and he's and he's also got the rob machado foundation so that falls in line with viore too and Actually, you know, him, one of the most stylish surfers in the world. Yeah, he's a Jerry Lopez of our generation. You know, know, and and all that. So I think both of us bring different, like, aspects. And we're both from here, and Viore's from here, too. Yeah. So, you know. Let's be honest. Like, I mean, who's going to be buying Viore, you know? It's going to be the the successful, like, older gentleman guy that have jobs, that have money, that can't appreciate really good quality and want to look good and... They're not, you know, those guys that maybe not might might not buy like a, a Volcom or a Quicksilver, or, you know, like yeah. or whatever, you know. But it's it, crazy. It has how, a place for sure. For sure. It's crazy how the pandemic has silver linings, and you know that's a silver lining for for them. For them. For sure. And yeah, you know, surfing's been around for so long. There's so many different subcultures in surfing, and there is that guy that looking for a higher end. You know, be it Patagonia, Outer Known, Viore. Like we're we're the higher sport. end. We're the higher end uh, <laughs> <laughs> of the spectrum to where you know there's surfers that yeah. want that. You know, they want a high well, performance and, and good quality and sustainable. Well, not just that, but they don't want to look like a jock wearing Nike or Under Armour or like Reebok or yeah. something. You know, like they want to look point. styling. Yeah. It's, Good I got point. good. Yeah, Sometimes thanks. you got a good point there. But you know, so that just a pretty face, yeah. okay, Chalky? Yeah, you got the, you got the guys going to the, the the gym, but you guys, you know, also got you know the country club or the boardwalker going down and grabbing their coffee and surf check, and you know whether you're training or not, you still want to look good. And I feel like Nike and Under Armour, hey, they make incredible product, but yeah. it's a and it's a different look. And you don't want to wear Lululemon. And, and you, you don't, don't want to wear Prana, <laughs> right? You like you don't want to wear that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I wear Aruka Sport because you know they, I work for them. Yeah, but also like I look intimidating in it because you know they. It's rough. It's it's, it's MMA and it's everything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Late night's a rough rider. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, but uh, I think I see it in a lot of our our retail, you know, surf shops and lifestyle stores and stuff. The the and it's. You know, I, I think the retailers are starting to open up their 
you know, their minds to having a little bit more athleisure, filling voids of where some brands are are kind of on the way out or have kind of gone away to the side. Yeah. And they're seeing seeing success with... Yori's like in every best account that we're in. So. I mean, you. I mean, come on. It's it's like I think yeah. COVID too also made people think like, you know what? They got smarter. They're like, I don't need to be in dress slacks anymore. I yeah. can be in yeah. my Viore sweats and like they're semi stylish anyway, and I'm more comfortable. And I'm done. I'm just yeah. COVID changed. You could say even dress some dress codes. Yeah, for sure, without a doubt. You know, for and sure. that's work from home. Yeah. yeah, I mean business up front or up top, casual. What? Have, you, have you, even... you know, look at my haircut. It's yeah. business <laughs> in the front and party in the back. And yeah. you know, come on. Yeah, and I, I, I think you know, that there's a lot of truth in that, and we see it at the success level of how the companies are doing and at at retail and sales is you know these these brands are rising to the top, and it's like why, and it's maybe because of pandemic too. It's I feel like in our world of apparel you got to elevate the product with materials stretch you got to you know like it's whether it's recycled fibers or you know better washes or you know i think with everything technology and everything that's going so fast apparel's still been kind of more you know old school you know and those brands that are capitalizing on fabrics and fits and, and that you know contemporary fashion forward like fabric yeah are, are succeeding and i and think I, don't you guys know you guys would know more than i would but because you, you're more into working in the industry but like you have you had an old school way of thinking and it, when the old school way of thinking is at the top it kind of trickles down yeah and it's kind of like it's good to see this young blood that own these companies that are making decisions like we don't have to fall in line like when i used to start working out it was in the late 80s family fitness and I, I'd be like in my surf trunks in the gym. And I was the only person in there with surf trunks on. Yeah. I almost felt intimidated because like guys, big muscle guys be looking at me like, what are you doing in here? You little scrawny little yeah. surfer kid. I'm you know, sweat. Like, I want to wear board shorts. Or, <laughs> you know, and then, and now you go into a gym and like so many people are wearing board shorts or Viore or they're just, it's not, it's all kind of mixing and blending together. Yeah. You know, yeah. the society and people as a whole are blend. It's more of a blend. It's like a red blend, you know, like a wine. Like yeah. it's more of a blend now. Yeah, I, I like it. I wear a lot of elastic these days. <laughs> so back to surfing. What? Uh, I know you have a, a different board sponsor over the years, but this this one is Chris Borst. Chris Borst Designs. Yeah. yeah. So who's who's Chris Borst? Where's he from? He's kind of like I don't know. He's he's. Probably the best that I'd ever worked with, you know. I mean, I met him through Chris Miller because he used to shape way back in the day. He shaped for Rusty for in the 90s. Chris Miller did? Yeah. Hmm. And he was a famous skater, right? So he's shaped boards too for yeah. Rusty? Yeah. And he's an entrepreneur. Well, he's... Okay, so here's the... He's, he's one of the best skaters. Earth, right? No, um, Chris Miller is, but Chris Boris and Chris Miller are best friends, and they're both pro skaters, right? Oh, okay. So this, I'm, I'm taking you back. Yeah. So Chris Boris shaped for Rusty. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So Chris Boris, you, heard, you know the legendary skate movie In Search of Animal Chin. Yeah. Yeah. He's in that. He's got a major part in that. Chris Boris does. Yeah. That's what people don't know. My shaper was 
has a part in, in Search of Animal Chance. Wow. So crazy. Yeah, and still to this day, one of the best 53-year-old skaters you know, I've ever wow. seen. Wow. Yeah. And, so sick. And he's still like... Busted. Did he shape your boards when you were at Rusty? No, I didn't even know him. I, I didn't even know him. But the funny thing is, is that he had his own little label on the side that he'd do some boards for shops. And yeah. Carlsbad Pipelines was one of the places that carried his boards. And... And Wit would tell me all the time, like, hey, man, this guy shapes really good. But at the time, I was getting boards pretty much exclusively from Rusty and sometimes Rick Hammond when I was there. And not yeah. really anyone else. Sometimes, and, and some David Bars. But, and so I didn't know him back then. He worked for Rusty for 10 years. And then he started designing. And he had a shaping machine. He was one of the first guys to start designing and cutting boards. And, and he's really good on the computer. He's pretty much an engineer. I'm sure he could walk into like Lockheed Martin or something and get a, a job pretty quickly because that's a, we call him Rain Man. He's a, yeah, a super technical. Yeah, and then he started getting these, he has a shaping machine right now that, that no one in the world has Like, and he wrote the program for it. Wow. Dang. So he's, so he worked and so see, I hired him for t to be their lead designer. So all the models would run through Chris but no one really knew Chris. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he was kind of um, they, they would shape and they would say, hey, this is like working, but it needs tweaking. Like you figured out. Yeah, he, like, they would go, well, Dane likes this board, but there's a couple things wrong and it needs to be scanned and a couple points need to be so fixed. scan it and analyze it. And, and change it in the computer and all that. And cool. then I started, I kind of so got was he in know. Santa Barbara then? Or? No, he's in Oceanside. Okay. And so. But he I, worked for Channel Islands. Yeah. And, okay. and then last, so I've been getting boards from him for over a decade, but I was getting boards from him under the CI la label mm. the last few years of my career there. And, and I was like, well, why is no one get boards shaped by you? Like you do all the designing and I know you've been shaping for t over 20 years. And he's like, oh, well, they just kind of use me for design. And I asked CI, I'm like, hey, can I get my board shaped by Chris? And they're like, sure, you know? Like, yeah. So I started getting boards from him, being shaped by him. And I was like, well, these are, boards are amazing. And then I got to a point where, you know, uh, whatever. They just, Chris was like, I'm kind of done. I want to do my own label again after all these years. Yeah. And I'm like, well, if you're leaving, I'm leaving with you. Like, wow. Cool. Yeah. So that yeah. was kind of a, it was a big decision, a really big decision to leave CI. It was yeah. hard to leave somewhere that you were there for so long. But How long were you there for? 20 years. Damn. <laughs> it's a long time. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. That's gnarly. Yeah. And how many models did you have? Uh, I had like four or five maybe, I think. Yeah, something like that. So I was just kind of like, I mean, he was who I'd been working, the only guy I wanted to work with really. Yeah. And I didn't want to drive up Santa Barbara. Um, yeah. You know, he's right here. And I could see where... He was telling me what he wanted to do, and I was like, "Wow, Chris, that's that's crazy! Like, no one's ever done that." And you know, he's actually doing it. So it's like, I just get amazing boards from him. That's and insane. then it's weird that he was one of the best skaters in the world. Like growing up, his mentor was Lance Mountain. He was on Pal Peralta with Tony Hawk. Like it was like him and Tony were like neck and neck, you know. And then so cool. And so he still, I think to. Right now, he has the world's largest wooden vert ramp in his yard. Right now. What? Thrasher Magazine was over the other day filming on this ramp. Um, now, I'll show you guys some video after, after this is over, but like so of the good. world's, so I guess he, this kid I met, he's young, but he's the world's best vert skater or one of the world's best vert. Wow. And like 
we're in the shaping room and right, you know, I'm looking out the door and there's these guys like flying on this humongous vert ramp. And I'm just like, and then he goes out and he can still do like five forties on it. Like, you know, Chris can, does. Yeah. Wow. I, I know it's crazy to get off the skateboard because you, you don't want to he broke himself so bad dude he destroyed himself on the ramp like about two years ago was, I was like you're never going to shake it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he broke his arm in 15 places oh no he fractured three ribs he fractured his pelvis I mean I was just like what all are... in one shot yeah I was like what are you doing compound fracture of his elbow I was Dude, yeah. what am I going to do for boards? Yeah. Who cares about your elbow? Yeah. <laughs> you, you better dial that software in. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, luckily, he has, well, I think. for him to make a recovery like that, but that's gnarly. Yeah, I don't want to fall like that anymore. But it's cool because he's, you know, he's like, fuck, man, I'm like 50, whatever. But like, I still think I can do this stuff on the ramp. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm like, and well, here, to him. what am I going to say to him? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm like... I'm like gonna be 50 soon, and I'm like, Chris, I think I can do this. I think I can surf still, like you know, pretty good if I, you know, yeah. do all the right Shaking stuff. Shaking the right boards. Yeah, <laughs> it's all on you, bro. It's all your boards. He's, yeah. he's all you inspire me to be a, more on the ramp, and I'm like, please don't. I want you to get off the ramp. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to surfing, right after we interviewed you last, I think the next day you were going to Surf Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. How was it? Uh, you know how it is. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to tell you. I've seen your Instagram. You guys have been there. <laughs> really, really fun. You've been there multiple times. I have. Yeah. yeah, I've been lucky enough to be there. And, and I got taken out there by Mike Schwab and a couple of his friends that he brought along. And he invited me because we wanted to talk a little bit about um, Coral Mountain and what he's going to be doing out in Palm Springs. And so, yeah, so I was like, you know. It was so cool. when are they breaking ground? Did we tell you? Uh, within a couple months. Wow. Yeah, this is going to be a community too. There's, you know, you're Condos gonna. It's going to be a private community where stuff. you buy a house. Yeah. And you'll have like a certain amount of hours a year, and you know these houses are not going to be small. Yeah. You know. Or cheap. Or cheap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be well north of a million. I can yeah. see. Yeah. I've heard. Uh, we have. So it's we have, a, we have a friend that's in yeah. uh, help helping with the planning and development, uh, McDaniel. Oh yeah, Tom. Wow. Yeah, one of our friends. So you know, yeah, these houses and are going to be insane. The dirt's expensive. The membership's expensive. The houses are going to be expensive. It's going to be like your whatever golf course out there. Like we know that. Taylor Knox though, bro. <laughs> yeah. We're in. Hopefully yeah. we get yeah. Hopefully, right, Taylor. Hopefully I get a few hours a year. It'd be nice, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, so it's gonna be a bigger pool. From, apparently it's gonna be a bigger pool than Kelly's, which is pretty mind blowing because that's that a big crazy. pool. Twenty one. Kelly's is what twenty one hundred feet, I think. Seven hundred yards, right? Yeah, forty seven second wave. Yeah. That's a long wave. Yeah. So. But this one's going to be, I think there's going to be where the wave continues on, goes into a deep spot, and then comes up again as like a Waikiki wave for like, you know, Groms and Moms. Yeah. And like, wow. Yeah. Utilize the. Is know, it going to be double sided? I don't think so. I think no. it'll do what the other, like what it does. Just like Kelly's. Kelly's. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But that would be sick if they did a double sided one. You could, you know, I mean, if you just made it, because you look at... That when Austin one was. 
double-sided, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because when you're there, I mean, you, you're, you're looking at obviously that one side, but you, you know, like, what at the end? You did a U-turn, <laughs> right? You just did it like a round U-turn and came back on from the other side. Yeah. You could just continue. Yeah. Well, all they need to do, I mean, I don't know if it's, it could, okay, just mirror. Look at us talking. We're not yeah. engineers. I know. We're not engineers, <laughs> but we're dreamers. But we got great ideas. We're dreamers. <laughs> you, you, you just flip that side over to the other side. All you have to do is put two blades and put two sides of the pool. Uh-huh. It's. You know I, I think anything's possible. One blade, one train moves, but it's making a left and a right. Right. Yeah. At the same time. That's what Austin was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Just make Austin, but a better awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I've been to the one in Austin. Actually, I did a um, the thing out there, and that was my first time seeing Horrible. that place. It's hard to surf. It was tough. It was tough. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's like Santa. You know, <laughs> yeah. It was like a really fast like, Santa. Where's the barrel? They're like on the inside. I'm like, wait, where? That? Like, <laughs> I, my back doesn't bend that. Like, I, I think I did a lot of boogie boarding mostly on that. Yeah. Way. yeah. Soft top tongue. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. You know, the, we, we're, we're excited about all the new technologies and the new pools coming in and what's happening in the sport. And when's their. Uh, completion date that they say no they didn't they're just breaking ground they're just breaking ground and um what did you say like i think they said within like maybe april april may this april yeah wow yeah so um so tours starting back up in a couple weeks a week yeah me too (laughs) yeah once they let them out of the hotel rooms yeah 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 four events in australia right yeah is that what they planned on doing i think so was it it's newcastle margaret's Narrabeen. Oh, Narrabeen. Yeah. See, I'm kind of stoked to see, like, I and hope Narrabeen turns Bells, on. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know if... Bells? I don't know. Was Snapper not on? No. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's ouchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That stings a little bit, you guys, because that's... Uh, yeah, no, that such was such an incredible spot for everybody to flare up. But, um, you know, the whole, you know tour they ran one event in pipe and then they had to call off sunset and santa Santa. cruz and you know it's it's stoked to get back on and i think it's needed you know um to get you know sports running again i do i think they should rotate some spots you know i i was just gonna say like this is kind of even though we're not big fans of maybe some of the spots they chose but they have to figure out chile is not happening right i don't think so no but the you know and the final is Lowers, what, lowers, right? Yeah, which, which is, is so weird. No, it's not. I mean, weird. I love lowers. But... It, it was weird. Lowers wasn't on the list the last couple of years. That That's was what weird. was weird. Yeah, yeah. Like you're gonna pull off wet. Like that just sucked. But um, going back to like the search and having that like one event that rotated to you know a various new spot and you know they did bar, they did reunion, they did chili, they did. Right. Uh, they did Barbados, uh, not Barbados, uh, um, Puerto Rico. They did, you know, having Portugal. that one. And then it stuck at Portugal. Yeah. They found, they did San Francisco, you know, like. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. To, to you know, because guys, I mean, you know, they go to the same spots. And I mean, like you said, it gets kind of like. Mundane a little bit. You know, mundane. mundane. Of course, you want to go to J-Bay, you know, and you want to go to some like the real what I noticed with, with them switching spots up, for me, like when we went to the, like the Rip Curl search events I love. Yeah. Because it was like, 
it was like I was my senses were heightened. Yeah. Like oh, I'm somewhere new. I don't know this wave. I got to figure it out. Like it's just, yeah. it's fun. It made the the variety really made it fun. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. well, you're it's kind of like the the QS that you were explaining. Like I'm going to all these new spots and it's cultural and it's just where am I staying and stuff and it's all like you know you're not going to the same same yeah. spot same routine. It's like oh man, there's a lot more to take in and it's cool and different. And I, I think they need that on tour. I think they should have like a core group of contests that they keep five or whatever spots but the other spots i think they should be rotating all the time like what about new zealand or what about peru what about um definitely in the caribbean i'd like to see them i mean they had a contest in new york and i was thinking to myself like oh this is gonna be real bad that was crazy and it was cool it was super rad and got so lucky that they got i know they did so lucky but I they get like, more waves than they get credit for, though. You know, especially like, in the wintertime, though. Yeah, but there's, you know, like wintertime's probably you're not going to get pumping crazy waves, but it's going to be contestable. And there's a certain time of year where that's their season for waves, and if you go with a waiting period there, you'll probably get something. Yeah. And I think the East Coast needs a, a contest, or Without they should at least have a CT there in the near future, and definitely one in the Caribbean. Every other year, at least. Yeah, something yeah. in yeah. the Caribbean one. I'd like to just see them mixed up. Maybe Scotland, yeah. you know, like they had the, that one QS that I never went to, but that looked like a good wave. And yeah. I want to see them constant. Ireland would be amazing mixing it up. That's yeah. what I want to see. Yeah. Well, I, I like the, you know, the content they put out. I like the commentators, I like everything. <clears throat> I personally would like to see maybe retired pros like yourself or like guys with credibility on like, surf knowledge and skill set and have selective you know ex-pro surfer judges you know i'd like to see more judges judges not commentators judges I, well then that too but I, I would like to see them bring in and it couldn't you know hey i can't go on the whole tour but i'll do these couple events and rotate out and and give that perspective of like hey this is a judging you know because they're you know, it's all subjective and stuff. And again, these guys have done, you know, incredible job judging for, for years and years. But I, I just look at giving back to the guys that have kind of paved the way. Right. And they kind of just get discarded. And, you know, there's some people that are great behind the mic and they could, you know, like Ross and, 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 and Pete Mel and, and Strider and Barton. And they're, they're all just all incredible. But <clears throat> I like that. I don't, I don't I think, think there's I a good thought of, of bringing in a past prior ct guys to judge you know and i wouldn't say guys that just retired like uh, like last year or two i mean like a generation you know right or or, you know a mix because i think that look at the brains on bar you're getting judged more by your peers of guys that you you know fuck i got you know martin you know again martin potter's a great commentator but it's like you know what if tommy carroll and you got like luke egan and then you got like tom you know, and these guys are like, <laughs> how, how awesome would that be? But well, it would be but, cool if you had like a guest judge for each event. That would so, be sick. You know, so, yeah. you know, it might, it might be the whole panel, or whatever. But to, to be able to like, how how awesome would it be if if you had like a, a hot mic, like when they're judging? Yeah, and they and it's Luke and and Aki because because they're gonna they're gonna judge on, I think what we are fans of like more style yeah more like power flow just think, more like of, hey, the more critique of you right. know like what we were let's imagine like. it's it's chopu right <laughs> yeah and it's big 
Right? Carol, you fucking pussy. <laughs> I would have stuffed it deeper. I can't believe. <laughs> you know, oh, like, God. Think about Luke. Like, go, mate. Go, mate. Go, go mate. Oh, mate. Yeah. What the? Why, yeah. why did you uh, go, mate? You get fucking negative 10. Yeah. You know how funny would that be? Oh, you know? it'd be so good. You could have like Mike Ho or Johnny oh, Boy Gomes. Like for Carol. Hawaii, yeah, you guys. could have. Oh, I mean, it'd be amazing. What like, wetsuits do you wear now? Actually, I'm kind of wearing a Whatever. couple different people's wetsuits. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying a couple different companies. Um, they've been sending me suits. and Yeah, it's been fun, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been good, kind of like, kind of cool to just kind of wear different stuff and try it. And, you know, I just got some, like some XL suits. And I have, I used to ride for XL in the 90s. Yeah. And, and uh, I hadn't worn one in, God, I don't know, 20 years. And I was like, wow. Great suits. They're great. Yeah. yeah. They're still good, really good. And they've gotten That's better. That's what I wear. I think all suits, I mean, <laughs> I mean, not all, but like the majority of to, to be successful and yeah. know, put out a good product. Yeah. You know, and, you and they've, to. they're, you know, you look at, wetsuit strictly companies like an O'Neill or Rip Curl and then of course they've expanded and been successful at all categories like you know they've kind of stayed in their lane excel and they do a few accessories but like they put out a great great product yeah there know? there's you know you got like it's just funny like Greg Wade and you know and yeah. those guys and Lance and, yeah and I rode for him as a kid for victory yeah yeah me too. And that was like back then. It was the pinnacle. Like victories were the best suits. Yeah, they were like because they had blind stitching. You know, yeah. like, and you get those overlock suits that just rash the crap. Yeah. We called them tea bags because as soon as you got in the water, it went right through. You yeah. know, right through. Yeah, and I remember being like, oh man, someday when I get a victory, you know, I'll be able to surf like an hour longer. And that's I, funny. Yeah, blind stitch. And they were made right there in Huntington. Yep, they were. Chemical lane. Yeah. You could, yeah, you could go get your own custom color. Wasn't Alita from there too? Alita, yeah. I think, was Australian, but they did, did set up in Huntington and yeah, they were okay. there for many years. And I then they moved Alita to too. Costa Mesa too, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. My first wetsuit ever that I bought for myself, not like at a swap meet or something, was a piping hot. Nice. Oh my gosh. Yeah, was from William good? Dennis Surf Shop. Was it any good? Was it, it didn't even stitch? matter. It was cool. I love the piping hot logo so much. I thought that was the coolest logo. And I remember those to be like royal blue and yellow. Mine was hot. like navy blue and green. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Colors. They were like weird colors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so do you play Fantasy Surfer? You know, I've never played. What? Yeah. <laughs> My son keeps bugging me to play it. I'm like. Do you know who came up with Fantasy Surfer? No. Chris Morrow. I'm not surprised. Yeah. How crazy is that? I'm going to be talking to him, actually, in, in Phil Oh, you're doing that, uh, what's it called, new project or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. We, we had him on the podcast a while ago. Yeah, he was awesome. He's pretty I was cool. like, what? You did that? You did this? You did that? <laughs> oh, holy crap. Like, yeah. You're this, the genius shaper. behind the scenes. He's a shaper, too. That was like, I forget. I forget that he shaped. He's kind of like one of those guys, like, you know, I think about some guys like my shaper that... There's this whole backstory to them that people don't even know, yeah. you know, like it's, yeah. and that's what's, we, we were talking about this early in the interview, but like, that is what's so cool about surfing that keeps like this, um, it's like this stone, this glowing stone that keeps the life cycle of surfing going. Yeah. It, it's, it's these stories and it's these backstories. Well, that, yeah. I don't want to interrupt. Sorry. Uh, the date that, you know, dating, Dating your guys' generation, well, everybody before, from like the PTs and, and 
you know, the rabbit, everybody shaped their own boards, Back in the rode day. for their own boards, you know, and yeah. you got Keckley. That's got how all they these... made money to travel the world. Yeah. To get, to and you got all tour. these guys. So that your guys, our generation, like everybody, yeah, like shaping was a huge part of just, you know, making money, being a part, like that's what your forefathers did. And, you know, now it's kind of a little bit more detached and, you know, you go in and tell the it's shaper. It's a lost like, art. Yeah. It's, a, it's kind of. It is and it isn't, you know, because there's a lot of people starting to like reshape again from yeah. like the, you know, whether it's a hipster guys like an Alex Nost or I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm bad with names, but you know, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, think, it's still there and there's a, an underground. I think mean, Droid shaped himself a lot of boards, right? Ant, Anthony? Droid? No, a Droid. Oh, yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. He's, he's been shaping a and lot. And like, um, you brought up Dane Reynolds, who's yep. like, you know, he's super involved in the shaping room and. I think it's there, but it doesn't get highlighted like it should, or maybe people kind of do it behind the scenes because they don't really want I it I wonder to. who the last person that ever did the tour on his own boards was. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. But I mean, we'll that's, a, that's the fabric of yeah. our, I mean, that's, that's our glass slippers. What's under, you know, like that's what's going to make you surf better and... Some people are articulate and can tell a shaper, and some people are hands-on. And I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty cool. Shapers are we like we like talking to them too. Yeah. <laughs> well, shoot, yeah, I don't know. I could go another hour. I could go another hour, <laughs> but I mean, I don't want to exhaust our time with. Well, maybe uh, you know, you guys will you know have me back on, and we'll have a few sodas and. We'll get loose another time, For and we can. Sure. Yeah, because I want to talk. Yeah, more, more surf trips, and you know, more, more <laughs> stories of. It's been a couple of those. Of man, competitiveness and moviness <laughs> and partness. Yeah, it, it's crazy to be able to share to our listeners, and I mean, even just personally, like to listen it straight from the horse's mouth yeah. of like. We're you friends, know, we're fans, we're... What you've become yeah. and like the, you know, the experiences you, you've had. And it's killer because, you know, you're so, you're multi-dimensional person. You know what I mean? Like you're not just a, a you, you, first off, when you were a kid, you got arthritis, I forget what you called it. Oh, uh, back was screwed up. Spondylolisthesis. Yeah. And you know that. I'm glad that, you said that. The cards were against you to, to be a professional anything, let alone walk. Right. Right. Yeah. And you persevered through that, and then, you know, you killed it on tour as a professional surfer. You have your own style, and you have your own fucking persona, and then you become a big wave surfer. Winning that K five challenge and then bam, K2. you know there's another dimension of your life, K2. and then <laughs> and then you you uh, you know you've all because of what you had to go through as a kid you were you know you you wanted to train, you know you took surfing as a a serious sport and yeah you know wanted to be physically fit for everything. Well, I had to be. I didn't have a choice because I, I had that injury. And so, like, I had to stay on top of it. Yeah. You know, because it was... And I here mean, you are, starting your own fucking <laughs> business with the ARC method. Yeah. Yeah. The ARC method is, is going really well. And I'm just trying to help people. People text me a lot and like, hey, I'm in back pain. I'm in pain. And, like, 
I'm like, ah, oh, man, I know what that feels like. It sucks. And you just want to get out of it. And you're looking. Yeah. And so if I can maybe get a few exercises to you that help relieve your pain, get you back in the water, get you in a better mood, that, you know, you come home with your family this in a better right mood. This right here needs and, arc method. Yeah, I need it all. I need <laughs> Who, Gumby over here? No, He's not Gumby. <laughs> My back is broken in days. Cars and sitting, man. Yeah. yeah. So then, you know, that's another dimension of... of Taylor Knox, and then, you know, twenty something years ago, you create a movie with a nineteen-year-old, you know, twenty-plus years ago, and he comes back into your life, and you guys are fucking creating sodas, creating and adults, adult <laughs> beverages that, you know, yeah, it's it's fun, you know, it's it's fun seeing how many people like he's employing, and I'm thinking like. Like, look at all these people that are going home and paying their bills because of their, you know, having this job. And, you know, he always makes sure they have really good insurance and all the, you know, all those kind of like benefits are there along the way. And, and I think what it comes down to is Josh, really values loyalty. And that's just one thing I am, I try to be as a friend is be loyal, you know, and I, I think that's just something that was ingrained in me a long time ago. Like that's one of, it's gotta be one of the most important things as a human being is you gotta have loyalty to, and you gotta do what you say you're gonna do. Yeah. You know, like it, there should be deals done on hand, handshakes still. Like yeah. Be, yeah. if there was trust, there would be, but. Yeah, trust and relationships. I mean, you're, you know, you're gonna be limited if, you, if you're not able to, you know. Keep reach your word. The, yeah, re- keep your word and be able to like, rely on other other people and yeah. being honest i mean that's all these are all great foundations and morals that you would think should be just normal <laughs> yeah. and they're and they're and they, they're yeah. not you they're know, not in this world it's <laughs> yeah. like it's an ugly world and you know if somebody has success you know everybody wants to tear them down not everybody but you know people want to tear each other down instead of uplifting and having healthy competition and yeah. you know positive vibes and we're all about so, and positive vibes. going back to what I said the golden, earlier. The golden right? thread of... What? The golden, the golden thread, thread of truth. The golden yes. thread of truth. And remember when I said he's probably laughing harder than anybody else, right? I mean, you might not have that world champion, you know, checked off, but holy fucking shit. You're, 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 a, you're a success. If you're like the well, army. You've done more than anybody <laughs> in the first half of their life. <laughs> no, uh, we, no. we, we're stoked. Like I said, we, you know, we're friends, we're fans, and we're just like super stoked to share your story with our, our listeners because yeah. a lot of people follow your career and your, you know, like your accomplishments and stuff. And then there's a whole, you know, backstory and, you know, us to be able to help promote, you know, ARC Method courses and get people to check that out and yeah you know what you did with the you know again the, you know the saint archer and all that like that's just really not yeah. a lot of it's kind of behind the scenes which is which is you know multi-dimensional yeah. man it's yeah great, try know? to be i try this to i want i want to be you know i don't want to be a one-dimensional being on this yeah. planet because no, we've we, we seen wanna, what those look like we yeah. want to promote coolness and positivity and, and inspire and and you know we hopefully you know do that with all these great interviews. Well, yeah. you do because all my friends are listening to you guys. Chalky <laughs> <laughs> and late Knox, night. Thank yeah, you so thank much. You so much. Thank you, Ch- Chalky and late night. Yeah. Man, you guys are the best. I mean, this 
podcast is I expect to be bigger than Joe Rogan within I don't know prob- <laughs> probably right after mine but you know wow. <laughs> that's a great compliment yeah, yeah we'll leave it at that okay peace later peace thanks for tuning in we hope you enjoyed the show Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music. 